Welcome to the Binge Watch Podcast, where myself and my friends will sit around and talk about the TV shows that we like, how we watch them, and more importantly, why we watch them, and we'll try to capture the natural flow of our conversations that this group of friends has been having over the course of the years. Oh, and did I mention we have drinks? Now here's Fall Into Flux from their album, From the Outside Looking In. Some. Just some. So was he recording this whole time? No. Okay, I was about to say Ron. <laughs> he was like, he was he, he called out that dude's name and of the of the chick with the back tattoos, and he said, "I love creeping on Facebook." I was like, "Is Brian recording right now?" No, that'd have been good blackmail material <laughs> if I would have been. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said, "That is a great sound bite." <laughs> My name's Ron. <laughs> I love creeping on Facebook. <laughs> Because it's so much easier than creeping. Just the in. internet in general, really. It's so it's so much easier than creeping <laughs> in real so life because there's like people get mad, <laughs> right? Yeah, they they want to like you know get you arrested for stalking. And people stuff. people get all punchy and shit. Hey, you're out there on the net. It's free game. That's right. What's up, punchy? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what movie is that from? He keeps calling everybody punchy. Uh, that was. Uh, uh, is that Pulp uh, Fiction? Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vincent Vega calls him punchy in yeah. the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So punchy. That is, dude. That is oh, still yeah. one of my favorite movies. Oh hell yeah! Love that movie. Love it. All right, welcome Vincent, to the podcast, Vincent Vega. <laughs> <laughs> that whole interchange with him uh, and uh, uh, Jules on mm-hmm. uh, on, on Royale with on, cheese. Uh, well, on on uh, the foot rub. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah. right? Uh, Tony Rocky Horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw somebody with a shirt on. Three or four weeks ago, said I don't be tickling or nothing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, what I loved about the, with uh, my two favorite characters were Vic Vega and Vincent Vega, the brothers from, um, and they don't really advertise that a lot. But the crazy Mad Dog guy in um, his first flick is brothers with Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Reservoir Dogs is brothers. It's oh, Vic, that's and, right. Vic Vega and Vincent Vega. And isn't uh, doesn't Tarantino isn't all of his stuff it's like in a, the same universe? Yeah, but I don't Kill think Kill Bill and Yeah, it is. Um well kind of kind of um I don't know if it's I don't know if he's totally consistent on that. We should go Google that. Yeah, I I think I read something a while back that he he has a it, if it's not fully contained it's pretty fully contained. And as always, kill Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> And my eyes go over to Mein Kampf once again over on the shelf over there. So um, I got some, I got a rant I'm going to go off on. Um, Please. And, and Let it be something else than Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, no. It's a German name. So it's We thought of you the other day, Paul. There was some, some uh, review on review or something online. It was oh. maybe even on Facebook. It's just something oh, about the, and the greatness of, you know, on this new show, great new show. And we were like, oh, Paul, so Norm go is, off. <laughs> I, think, I think I told you guys that Norm and uh, Sean were talking about on Facebook how... It is uh, the freshest thing ever. So good. And then Norm uh, shot me a message on Facebook. He's like, I guess he's been listening to the podcast, and he's like, is there any way I can sue you for slander? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in, unless you want to go to communist Russia, my friend. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's I said the, not when the truth hurts. Yeah. yeah. See the. the uh, when Ron, when you said that, I thought you was going to say it was a negative review, and then you said it was another glowing review, and I made that face when I was drinking that butterita, <laughs> limerita. Is like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, come on, So, what is your rant? Well, I, that's what I was going to ask. Do so we want to do rant first, or we want to build up to my rant? Oh, let's just go full full let's, bore let's, right off the bat. Let's start off and then taper to a finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Every like, time I go to the restroom, let's start off strong and then taper to a finish. Right. Yeah. Trickle. Trickle so, away. Dick it, trickle. It's like uh, the, how driving you the a, Monostat 7. How do you write a newspaper article? You get all the important stuff in. First, yeah. and then right. so people that skim, the yeah. people that are taking a dump, they finish too quickly, get all the important facts oh, before they finish your article. When you're doing right. the Ginger's eye poop, it's yeah. like scan, 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 <laughs> Huffington Post. Twelve <laughs> ways you won't believe your lover, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Twelve ways to leave your lover. Okay, so I'll throw a fifty. I talked about last time. Twelve, 12 ways to weave your lover. <laughs> mm. it's, a, it's the Karma Sutra of Our, Huffington for Colorado Post. and Washington residents. Weed your lover. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It was on the ballot, I think, in 25 states now. It's going to, I think it's going to be one. It's what did of, you, you shot that, that your text message just said CNN is all weed all the time now? <laughs> man, it's <laughs> seeing weed. <laughs> it's like Sanjay Gupta, he's like, man, I am a neurosurgeon or a heart surgeon. And he was like, man, I am on this weed train. <laughs> well, he, like, uh, I think in one of their stats, they said like 75 percent and trending up or now for medical reasons to legalize marijuana because there's been so many things i guess showed and promise in within the last three or four years so now i mean pretty much everybody gets it gets it unless you're 90 and like i'm old and mad and the world needs to burn you know (laughs) that's the the whole thing because i'm sure you guys have seen at least heard if not seen the whole the old reefer madness Mm, yeah yeah the and it's 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 to my, in my mind, it's like, dude, it's a plant. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. come on. I mean, it's just like anything. You have to be responsible with anything. Whatever, dude, you take one toke and you grab an axe and you start killing people, Paul. That's fucking what happens. <laughs> that's reaper madness. So they told me in the witness relocation program. Yeah. But that's the whole thing is that now I always wondered, was it the alcohol lobby that was trying to keep it killed? Or is it just people are just so, uh, it's a gateway drug. Well, it um, it's... Any anything that uh, the uh, black community did basically got outlawed. TLC or somebody did a really good um, the the band the, the, the history group? of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Left eye she, before she died. Left Lopez before waterfall. Water, waterfalls. Yeah, chasing bongerfalls. A couple years ago, and it was the, basically the history of five, six, seven different drugs, and they did an hour on like cocaine, an hour on weed, and. Um, it was really interesting. Like every time that anything, like uh, the cocaine deal was, uh, they were used, it was you know it was in a bunch of products, but when it got Ill- Coca Cola made illegal, yeah, um, was uh, they were giving it to dock workers. I want to say in like New Orleans, right? Like the companies would give it to dock workers. Like, hey, here's all the coke you want because you'll fucking unload shit like crazy. Yeah, and so it became then they also yes. began using it as a recreational drug. And, and then if it, you do cocaine for an hour, you're, your evening's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're done. The uh, so done. there was a newspaper article that said something about that cocaine made black it's, men want to rape white women or something. Hey, and cocaine's it, a hell of a drug. I don't think it takes cocaine for that. No, and it got ask, ask Rick, J- Rick James. But uh, it, uh, it was. Hell then that's when it's everybody. Oh, you know, and it, it's. 
the the thrust of their thing was like anytime back then anytime um it was all the white people that were in power would view it as like oh that's the the drugs or the things that the black people are abusing they make yeah, it illegal they have to be bad so we yeah. can outlaw them yeah but prescription drugs that all of us white guys <laughs> can are getting, afford, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we stay fucked up on Xanax and fucking <laughs> hey, Rush, perfectly fine. Painkillers and under shit. a doctor's prescription, if, of course. If Rush, if Rush <laughs> Limbaugh, my best friend is a doctor, loves oxycotton. Yeah. <laughs> Was it oxycotton? Oxytocin? Codone. Oxycodone. Yeah, it's whatever the really addictive painkiller is. Right. He got hooked on that, and yeah. it nearly ruined him. He had to go through. God. Yeah. Too bad. I found, I'm just glad he's ruined him. And I'm, I'm glad he's made it through to the other side. Yeah. Cause it, I think it's really made him a better person. I think more kind and forgiving. He's more of a focused asshole than he was just a general <laughs> asshole. It's, it's like he's pure distilled asshole. <laughs> All right. So here's my rant. So it's going to take me a while to, to build up to the rant. So I, I've been, I mentioned last week, I was binge watching the wire. Right. Right, you're on season three? I had just started season three. I am halfway through season five now. Oh, wow. And rolling. I, I, I know you probably you, talked about it last time, but I did not realize that they, they had, they, it was all the way to season five. Yeah, the f- season five seasons. Five, five, five total seasons, yeah. Yeah, so. So you're in, you started season five or about to start season five? I'm about halfway through season five. Oh, you're about halfway through, wow, okay. So love you're, the show. You're getting near the end. Yeah. It's I mean, in as I mentioned earlier, like I was a huge fan of Homicide: Life on the Streets, right. which is sat in Baltimore and created by the same two guys and same guys that did both, both shows, created both shows. Yeah, and cool. um, the I love it because it's gritty, it's real. It never once did I ever feel like it felt like they were faking it or you know they use a lot it's of right, really. Yeah. True street kids and actors and stuff, and they shoot people without provocation. Yeah, yeah, they Break actually kill people on the show um, <laughs> because that's you know. So I mean, there's procedure. so many people in the show that I absolutely love. There's two of the guys are now on Walking Dead. I think I mentioned it last time, Tyrese. Ty- Tyrese, yeah. well, pre- he was. No. And they were in the preacher guy. <laughs> were were long time, um, but it's just got from top to bottom a great cast, and that's where my rant's going to start up <clears throat> a little bit because. Season one, I thought was okay. Um, a lot of build up, a lot of character development, kind of see where we're going. And each season has like I think twelve or thirteen episodes. I, I absolutely love season one, and we talked about that before. Is that when it got to season two because it it's the on docks. the docks, and then it was like a reset in well, a certain amount of way. And then I was like, Meh. yeah, no. And then season three is fantastic. But man, Dominique West, I fucking hate that guy. He what, what character? He's the main guy. Oh, the uh, and he is outclassed acting by almost everybody in the in the deal. Like his, he is the David Caruso season <laughs> season one. Dun, dun, dun. He is good, and I think he's good because the show is good, and he just doesn't get exposed. Um, he has a great the, ensemble cast. Around here, so him. here's the, what the show lifted the levels of all boats. So, <laughs> and, and and there's two things. I'm not I'm not super impressed with him. I'm f- acting wise and, and here's why because um, he has got about three things he does and he just does them again and again and again sort, so, of, like, sort of like me like when, David when, Cruz, so. I sort of like yeah. it I sort of like this guy yeah. I, like the, I like the cut of his jib <laughs> cut <laughs> of his jib <laughs> but he's got this like he's a complete and there's two things I think that are factoring into this and this is the only time that I've absolutely loved a show hated the main character actor and hated the main character in the show season three they rotate away from him quite a bit. And season said, four, and you said thank he's God. barely in the show. 
I, wonder, I mean, he's maybe a minute here, a minute there. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. But season five, he's all up in it. And I'm like, I cannot stand. And so I'm a big fan of The Shield, right? So um, the Vic Mackey character, in terms of, is, is an absolute psychopath criminal in the, with a badge, right? Um, but he does such a good job in The Shield that you find yourself rooting for the bad guy. You do not want the bad guy to get caught in oh, what he's doing and he's do you, do y'all, unscrupulous as do y'all him. do y'all not root for the bad guy i'm always like get him joker <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh you know you you stop down while you're watching the shield and you think my god this guy's the biggest piece of shit ever put on film but i sure hope they don't catch him you know because <laughs> i love him. and i and i'm I halfway through season five and i'm like i hope mcnulty gets shot in the fucking face mm-hmm. about nine times and they find him in a ditch and then the other detectives just push him in the fucking river or some shit i cannot stand the character and then dominic west this is what he does somebody will ran at him and say oh you're an asshole motherfucker and he just goes <laughs> and if you he, can't see the weird fucking it. look on my face, yeah. but then pretty, that'll be his retort. There's yeah, no lines no, coming back. It's and pretty weird. So I don't know if it's like ill written or they're just like the writers, or the director, or the guys just got sick of this guy. I, I'm going to go actually try to do some reading this week on online and, and catch up on the next next podcast. But I've never once loved a show and ha- absolutely hated the person that from an actor and the character around and all you want to do, he's this, this biggest piece of shit fucks over everybody in his life, fucks over his friends and intentionally on purpose knows he's doing it. Oh man, I'm sorry, dude. And then he gets him caught up into shit and he's, he it gets, sounds like bad writing to me. Cause I, I haven't I, watched season one in a while, but I remember enjoying his character on season one. Well, I get so what I want to do. If, if I enjoyed it on season one and it suddenly like it gets a bad taste in my mouth later seasons, Whose fault is that? Well, what I want to find out is, was it done intentionally? Yeah. Like, they, their purpose was... And they, they, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I am fingers crossed hoping that this character gets his face shot off. Um, hey, let me know if he's you a, hear the thing go off. Yeah. Because I, I don't... If I see smoke billowing, we're... He's just a... Uh, Braun brought some nice... It has beeps, sir. I just heard it. Oh, I'll be back. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, but I, it, it's so... eats in the oven, Yeah, folks. Hot Pockets. They're thirteen-year-old kids over here eating hot pockets. Mini hot pockets so, and cheesy, <laughs> cheesy pretzel bites. Mm, good eats. With, yeah, some. Of course, it's the finest cheese known to man. Put in these. Oh yeah, yeah. pretzel bites. <laughs> yeah, toe cheese. Mmm, <laughs> toe cheese. But uh, it's the, the. I've never found myself in this quandary before. Where, uh, I mean, the, the other actors, like in season four, the one that he's barely in. I mean, I could not stop watching it. It's so good. It's so the the storyline is so intriguing. The um, cast from A to Z, and literally, he's in like one minute an episode. And I was like, I hope that he's not even in season five. <laughs> yeah. um, but they bring him back for season five and make him the main character again. And uh, it's just a fucking I've, ass whip. Have you seen the whole thing? No, I'll have to. I'll have to ask my uh, my buddy Scott. He uh, he's a huge fan of The Wire. Thinks it's one of the greatest shows ever. And uh, I'll see if he what his feelings on this character is. What, and ask him about, about Dominic West too. I don't know how critical the guys on the stuff that he watches, but literally he is in every scene outclassed by every actor <laughs> around him. And you know, I almost got a because you know the wire was huge and still has yeah. a huge reputation. Oh yeah, and, I, and he's only made it reputation. since then. He's only made a couple of movies. Yeah, mm, did that tell you something? 
Yeah, maybe that I'm not the only one that feels that he sucks. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, I, he doesn't suck. He's just mediocre. Right, right. He's just, and, well, he's there okay. are better actors than him. He's, he's, show, I think he's actually elsewhere. probably a pretty good actor, but the distance between him and the other actors around him are like the distance between maybe um, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan. Well, isn't that also just the uh, just the suck? You know, you're the, you're picked to be the main character in a show. And you're like, all right, and then you like your your fellow actors that come in just smoke you. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, really? <laughs> yeah, even his partner Bunk is so much better. I like I like I like when he's on screen. And there's so many the in in there's so many on the gangster side. It's a mix of like actors and people that this was their first time, their first really gig, yeah. um, and they do it's fucking great. And then I mean the uh, the actors on the other side of them initially, um, the guy that plays Aaron Barksdale, um, who's the main bad guy, is not been in a lot of stuff. You'd recognize him. If you'd never watched The Wire before, you'd recognize him from some other stuff. But and then his sidekick is Edris Alba. Um, I love the guy backwards and forwards. I've never seen anything. Luther is one of my fave all time. Oh, thank you, kind sir. Hot pot. I don't. I'm I'm good, dude. Yeah, I just ate that water burger. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get eight. But yeah, so now, now, like, because I didn't want to. I thought about it like during season three, like jumping online and reading it. But I, as I was growing more frustrated and sick of watching this guy, um, <laughs> Hope, hoping for I his leave, death. I but I wanted I to, to go get hot pockets, and I come back, and the rent still is going. Yeah, so I want to see like after the fact, like when I'm done, then I'm going to jump online and and kind of see what the reaction is and what everybody thought of it. Because I didn't pay particularly that much attention back to it during the day, um, but I'm just blown away at how many fantastic actors they were able to get into the cast, and main guy just. Drives me nuts every time he's on scene. On so, so you think it might be a mix of writing change and quality of cast around him? Because I remember season one being pretty good. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with him in season one. I think it was because it was just rolling. Yeah, and I I think you just get tired of the guy. Like he's just the character is one trick pony. He, oh, he's okay. just going to piss off everybody. He's going to act like a fucking baby. He's going to rant. He's going to tell his bosses to fuck himself because he's smarter than they are. So there's no growth. There's no growth. Zero growth. And actually, season five, now he's wallowing in it. It's even worse. <laughs> um, and and he's just a shitheel, the character. Um, but then I think, too, I don't know that if another actor was doing it other than Dominic West, where literally it's the goofy cockeyed smile all the way through all of his scenes and uh it, it, it it's almost like this i don't know it, i feel like he's coasting in season five as an actor oh is that is that my paycheck thank you you're welcome <laughs> Off I go. but that's and, what i was telling ron like this as much of a reputation as this has like he's only been in and the only thing i've actually seen him in um after that was that he made that movie he was in that uh, the centurion which was a oh, shot yeah. in england about yeah. the um and i actually liked that movie it was okay but he's been in a bunch of stuff but nothing i've ever heard of huh which is interesting considering he was in johnny english reborn well it makes it what? makes you it makes what, you wonder movie? <laughs> how high profile of a show the wire is and that he's been running on it this whole time except for the pivots away like you said th- three and four seasons three and four and if he's that you know, the, season four, he's maybe in two minutes an episode. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing is, it makes you wonder: is it is there something with him as an actor or a person? Is like that why that is the only project? Because usually, 
they maybe you get that much exposure, you maybe you'd be doing a bunch of stuff. Maybe he is David Caruso. Yeah. Or uh, what's her name? What's her name? Was on Grey's, what's her nuts? The, those on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, uh, Heifer Heifel. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not even going to say it. I was going to say Ingve Malmsteen, but I'm not going to say it. So, so, we so. already have an episode with that title, Paul. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, Trish, no. uh, Flugelhorn, whatever her name is. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Blonde. Um, she's been in a few. Uh, Blonde, hard, hard to work with. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. She's known to be a diva. Wrong. She's just done some wrong Well, and when rom-coms. she. Yeah, and when she. Man, I'm trying to, get some, so good. trying to get some sponsor credits up in this. Hot pockets. And the, what they say, I, if you have some aloe vera, I think I got a third degree burn on one of my fingers. <laughs> no, I'll just sit over here. I'll break open an aloe vera leaf and just encapsulate my finger. In it. I do have a thing of aloe vera in there for sunburns. Oh, my God, dude. It is. Is it? Is it does it look wounded? <laughs> does it look like it? Will I die, Poppy? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, but the, yeah. Uh, uh, Catherine Heigl. Yes, is that there, right? you, there you um, go. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, that was, she was on Facebook. It was the top ten biggest box office. Divas. No, no, that they were in movies and, and they, it's almost an automatic bomb. Yeah, she was in the one of the, she was one of the top ten. Yeah, and that's because uh, um, after she left ER, I don't know Grey's Anatomy or whatever. Grey's it was. Anatomy. Yeah. I don't know um, that I've ever seen a movie with her in it. Yeah, she it, it bombed out. Knocked and, up. And she was <laughs> no, the ugly, the ugly yeah, truth. And she had earned, life as we know it. She had yeah. earned herself a, a reputation as a horrible person mm. to work with. Uh, I've heard the same thing about January Jones off of Mad Men. Uh, the mom, Don Draper's previous life wife, the blonde. Oh yeah, she's beautiful. Oh, no, she, she is she's beautiful. Uh, Ice queen, from what I hear, yeah. <laughs> is that she wasn't is, she one of the X Men? Maybe uh, the the first one. The re the the reboot basically or the maybe first class X Men first class or whatever wasn't she uh, I don't know I don't maybe know. ask ask our friend Google right. yeah know. the uh, I'm, I'm, but I'm she's a uh, she's another person that I and it's just you know it's like Deadline dot com articles and stuff like that first that class. it's like yeah a little bit hard to work with no I haven't heard that about her but yeah that uh, Catherine Heigl after um, she ostracized herself from Hollywood. She went under. She went incognito for a while, and then yep. her first she was Emma Frost. Emma Frost. There you go. Her <laughs> first Heigl's first gig back, and we talked about this. I think is that it was a Nyquil commercial, and she didn't have a speaking line in it. It was just like she woke up. <clears throat> the name of the episode then Hot Pocket, <laughs> <laughs> Al- Alabama Hot Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, not too buku. Yeah, it's like Alabama Hot Pocket. Let me look that up on UrbanDictionary.com. And as soon as people do, they'll be, oh! A black snake. <laughs> it ain't too buku. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything. No, she's, but I'm looking up January Jones. She's only, The only thing she's done post any Mad Men work is... The Last Men on Earth TV series, which just started like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and yeah, this, yeah, that's this is the show. Yeah. This is the this is the last season of our last airing episodes. So right. it's already it's, it's already, already in the all, can. Yeah, it's it's the can. done of Mad Men. Yeah, and like I watched Mad Men all the way up to probably season three or something like that. Um, they're gonna lean away from the. <laughs> he's leaning away into the left. And I'm just now. I'm hoping he's trying to eat it on one big bite. I hope he's jokes. Joke. Joke. All right, the lo- the center of lava will soon <laughs> but, uh, explode into his mouth. The uh, so 
I don't know. Mad Men just kind of, not that it lost my interest. I just didn't know like where it was going to go. Well, you know, we started watching, Ginger and I started watching season one of Mad Men, and it was like, okay. I, I just, I didn't see what the hype was about. I mean, I, it is cool, but I was like, mm, it's okay. It, wasn't, it just didn't really, I guess, like you saying, it didn't really hold my attention. It was, yeah, like, I faded away after, um, I think it was like halfway through season three. Because well, yeah, it's, it's all on, uh, Netflix, yeah. except for the last right, the right. Episodes. Right, exactly. Whatever, and five, whatever it is. Yeah. I just loved the visual look of the show. Oh, it's got a cool it's style su- to it. Uh, it's such a cool style. Um, vis- the cinematography was great. The characters, it, it's, it seemed like. The color palette dr- always, as I'm popping there, but the color palette always really liked like palette. all the stuff that they, you know, those greens and blues and, and how everything was, you know, there wasn't. A lot of vivid color at that point it's that, yet. It's that muted fifties art yeah, deco kind yeah. of color look. Yeah, I, I just uh, I thought the it seemed uh, like a very like well done soap opera. You know it, that it's not. Um, you know, of course, of it all centers around Don lives. Draper, but you know, and he's he's got. He's so, got, have you watched all four seasons? Oh yeah, and you're you're watching season five. Currently? Yeah, I'm watching the uh, the last bit and. Uh, I in, I really enjoyed it. I, it's it's not and it's not something that I thought I would enjoy. You know, it's it's sort of a strange it's a well, strange note for me. Yeah, for me it's like one of, like I would watch it, but there if I had nothing else to watch. Yeah. I'd gladly watch it, but there it's com, it competes against it's not really my everything genre. Else. Yeah, everything else. <laughs> and, you know, at some point there's going to be a lull in what I'm watching and I'll check it out i'll finish it off but it's going to be one of those days on a saturday i'm like on a winter and i'm like ah, it's fucking freezing outside i'm not gonna go what i'm gonna do can't find do anything I, you know i'm gonna finish up mad men do i saw my leg off that has i might bite. saw my leg off first oh. <laughs> <laughs> but see and that's the funny thing is that i think i enjoyed it because of the they they had very well-developed characters and the characters they 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 didn't seem uh, uh, two dimensional. You know, they they seemed like they had their own drives. They had their own needs, their wants. They acted like people. They screwed around, and they you know they're getting hammered at the office twenty four seven. So <laughs> yeah, they're they're smoking and drinking at work all the time. And it, well, that's it, what I thought too. Was like it, it was such a cool insight to the way things were, and not that long ago, fifty years ago. Yeah. Um, but it was you know I, I that's that peak into another era. I thought was a cool. Um, deal too but i think that's what come once that faded away then i was just like where's yeah. this gonna go what is it gonna do like i'm just gonna watch these people fuck each other at work it's for a while well and it, it, it to much, me yeah. it had it had an interesting um the how the allegiances shifted back and forth mm-hmm. is that you're uh with especially with don draper's character is that he's king of the world at one minute and then next thing you know, you're out the door, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and but ha- and how much they depended on him at that agency as the creative genius, right? And, and he has a zero background in it. And- yeah, he he just basically uh, That's a good idea. He he yeah he had he was a creative person, but he just sort of lied his way into it. And his <laughs> his whole life just figured it out as he went. Don <laughs> Draper's whole life is a lie. His whole life is a lie. And he's really a woman posing as a man. He is. Dun, dun, dun. He's am, a woman am, posing as a man, I am, posing as a woman, I am, posing as a man. The Bruce Jenner story. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had a, a thing. He had like an hour long. Bruce Jenner had an hour long interview with 
Diane Sawyer. Diane, I was going to say Baba Wawa, but not not Barbara Walters. It was Diane Sawyer about him. It's like, man, you can look at any tabloid site like TMZ or uh, a WWTD. What would Tyler Durden do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any of those, or Paris Hilton, you know, any, or Perez Hilton, uh, any of those sh- uh, schlock sites, you know, uh, and. That's all I, they I'll, talk about. I'm sure that they do, but I have never been on any of those sites, and now I feel even more like that was a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably saved a few brain cells, but I have to, you know, I'm doing it for the show, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, doing my I'm taking one for the team, Isn't Perez yo? Hilton the one that draws the uh, phallic-shaped uh, stuff on the people's pictures? Because he's a homosexual. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I got that. but <laughs> well, I know you did. Still, still a little <laughs> crass. Yeah, so. no, yeah, he's he's... He's pretty low. Didn't brow. he? He didn't He's his low brow. thing start off like as just a gossip blog or something yeah. like that. Yeah, oh yeah. And he yeah. took off. He got famous he, for it though. So. And he is. He is made some money off of it. He is ghetto fabulous. <laughs> 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 Maybe not ghetto, but he is very. You know, he's very flamboyant, and he does not care whose toes he steps on. It's just a flamboyant gay man slamming everybody that doesn't line up with his worldview or whatever. Yeah, his huh. his singular <laughs> worldview, <laughs> or just his personal likes and dislikes of that particular sounds day. like the left-leaning judge report <laughs> another thing i've never been on I mean right-leaning? yeah no drudge? Ju- drudge is right-leaning drudge. yeah drudge is right and then sounds like this guy's left-leaning oh, oh yeah. yeah he's way to the left <laughs> yeah um all right so that's my rant so i'm gonna have to do some research i'm gonna have to take a look at that um and figure out like what everybody's take is. I just did a quick Google on on reviews for his, and all it came back was a bunch of articles, him being interviewed and talking about how awesome he is or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm have to do some digging and see if I can find. Yeah, yeah. It's some other hard takes to find on. some dirt if there's no real, you know, if there's not really something there or something that's been very very hush hush. It might be hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it literally, like again, he's, he's Bill Cosby. Season three. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's a serial rapist. He's man. he's he's hit it for years. <laughs> the, yeah, season three. That, that's when I was. I'm just done with this guy. I can't take it anymore. And season four, he's gone. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. And now season five, I'm just like, oh he's fuck back. this. Yeah, he's pulled back. him back. He's yeah. fucking up my program. Man. Well, you know, that's his agent. After season four, is like, man, will you? Whoever you got to do some movies real quick. Whoever, whoever you need to mea culpa to, you need to get on the get on the sorry stick. Yeah, they they probably had him on contract in in season three or season four. He's in a radio car. He's quit being a detective, and uh, so there's a scene, and he'll roll up and jump out of the radio car. It's like, hey, what's going on? And then they smirk, go, and they then, cut. then he's off. Yeah, then. He, and there's Brian. Brian's make the face Brian's again. Smirk. Dominic, that's going to be my go forward dumb face. Is the Dominic West the Dominic smirk face? Yeah. So what do you guys got? Um, I just had a real. I have actually in the next segment. I okay. Some, but um, yesterday I was watching. Uh, I think it's on Fox Sports One uh, or ESPN, one of the sports channels of the fifty. I seem to have in my package, cable package, for whatever reason. Um, I don't want to talk you, about balls package. Were, what do you yeah, got, Ron? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Hey, package. my package. Hey, <laughs> firm. <laughs> Gelatinous. I think, I think you're missing one of the key words there would be hairy. Uh, my, <laughs> package, my package is turgid. <laughs> it's turgid, not flaccid. I've seen uh, your back. and uh, <laughs> Hey, 
Hey, it's fuzzy. <laughs> it's a, it's like, a mohair if, sweater. If, if I have to carry people out of a fire, I just take off my shirt and say, grab a hold of the handles, yeah. we're going. <laughs> Sasquatch is here to take you away. Uh, I was watching, uh, there's a series, a uh, documentary series called 30 by 30. Yeah. And uh, they, I caught the last half of the one on Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows Bo, you know. Bo knows, you know, that the whole thing's from the early, yeah, very did, early 90s. I just watched uh, Everybody Hates Christian Leitner the other day. Oh, right, right. Uh, it was, he is a, an amazing person, Bo Jackson. They, nobody has a bad thing to say about him as opposed to, uh, uh, what's his name from the Oklahoma University? Ingve Malmsteen? Uh, Brian Bosworth? Uh I was going to say David Cameron, but I'll go with that. <laughs> Brian Boz, Boz. Boz. He is like the anti-Boz. Is that, yeah. and it's well, a, they do. You got to watch the 30-30 on Brian Boz. I have. It's good. Yeah, I have. Really and boy, good. He, All, boy, he is, he is sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and There's no, no one's doing a bigger mea culpa than that guy. Yeah. And, right, and, yeah. and he's, 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 he's making amends. He's, he is making amends because when he finally got away from football because of injuries, uh, his shoulders were, he had the shoulders of like an elderly lady. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and that's why he had to quit. Uh, he had only played like a couple of seasons, two or three seasons for the five. Seahawks. I think he was in there five Or the Raiders yeah. or the Seahawks. The well, Seahawks and he, drafted him. Yeah. And then he had, to, then he, he, had to, he had to bow out. And then he started, you know, he's going to be an actor. And, you know, very, it looked like. Guilty and, pleasure. I will start down on Stone Cold. Yeah. And that's the funny thing. I'm is sorry. now. You sh- you now we have to do a thirty by thirty on you. Well, the the, the thirty by thirty on uh, Brian Bosworth is that he was taking his teenage son to a storage locker where he had all, all his, his stuff, yeah, all yeah. his stuff, it's really, and yeah, it's really good. Man, he got really emotional, and you mm-hmm. could see the. And he's, it's he's funny. basically he's begging his son not to be a dick like he right. was. Right, yeah, exactly. Funny. He was his, trying to, his, his son was like, "Oh, that's cool." Like, no, no, yeah. it's really not. <laughs> and he, that shirt that he wore that eventually got him kicked off. The team from yeah. Barry Switzer's team from yeah. OU. Um, that shirt was in the and his son. Oh, can I wear that? And so he's like, No, oh, I got a life lesson here. God damn it! <laughs> right. <I'm laughs> and and it's funny though. The whole time is that he had such. A, uh, Bosworth had this in this documentary. Now he has such a genuine air of regret and contrition. Mm-hmm. And that's very. I was like, I was like, oh, what's this? Somebody cutting, <laughs> cutting some onions up in here? Yeah. Like, oh, no, I thought I was totally. And his son was around. totally not getting it at all. He's uh, like, man, you was a badass. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, no, son. No, I'm trying to no, tell son. you that I did everything wrong, right, do everything yeah. opposite of this the way. Is, the I'm only good to, thing he did right was the way he played football balls out. And he was, yeah, he was and a, that, that is <laughs> genuinely, and his need for it, it came out so good in the the documentary his because he didn't start off like that but once no, he no. saw that he oh man people because his dad was a total jerk to him and uh, authoritarian and, mm-hmm. and he could yeah. never please his dad yeah he, he said like never, i don't know that i ever heard my dad say that i ever did well no and he he needed that and he yeah. got that father figure from barry switzer and that wasn't enough and then he found out I'm a superstar. Right. And he was like the originator of that whole thing yeah. of being a, a rock star and a, yeah, a movie star. Yeah, one of the first star. athletes to become that, yeah, that and, big, that quick. And it just went to, it went to his head. And unfortunately, nobody, and the complete opposite of Bo Jackson, who was a superstar in not only Major League Baseball and in football, but his, and they talked about it in the 30 by 30 on Bo Jackson is that his career was so short. He was the only player, um, to, uh, the, um, 
that was nominated to the MVP on both in both sports. Mm-hmm. He's not in the Hall of Fame of either because his career was so short mm-hmm. that he didn't really set any major records. If he hadn't got, he got his hip torn out. Uh, it popped out a socket, and then he popped it back in when he rolled over, and it cut off an artery that oh. fed the cartilage, and then he had to get an artificial hip. Right. And then that was – he played a baseball a couple more seasons. He recouped for a couple of years, came back, and he was done in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, the guy was silly good. I was reading here the, – this is the funniest thing on, on Bosworth's Wikipedia page. It says, as a joke – the Tacoma Stars of the major indoor soccer league selected him in the 12th round in the 1987 draft. Um, that's funny. And then they said, because we didn't receive a letter from him that he wouldn't play for us. That's why. Because <laughs> 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 he basically was telling all those NFL teams, like, don't draft me because I won't play for you. Yeah. And so they, <laughs> the soccer team drafted him. <laughs> that's pretty it's funny. It's funny that speaking of the connection between <clears> – <throat> Bosworth and and Bo Jackson, you know that's that's the famous uh, in the NFL when he went to uh, goal line defense and Bosworth went to tackle Bo Jackson. He just basically Bo Jackson just ran his ass over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah. I remember that in the documentary that when he got into the NFL, where everybody is a superhuman freak, right? right. Like it's, him, yeah. It yeah, wasn't, and, it wasn't the same. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like you are nothing. You're good. Yeah, you're just another stud. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, you're just one of many good, good, like, great. Yeah, players. there's 22 yeah. badasses on the field. You're just one of them. <laughs> yeah, and that, uh, there's a guy in uh, in the I think he's still in the UFC, uh, Matt Mitrione, and he played briefly in the NFL. And he is, you look at him, and he's a big guy, but he's not like super muscled. But you could tell he's because he played in the NFL, and he's even talked about it. He said, "All of us guys," he said, "and I wasn't." anything special in the NFL, but they train us to have freak strength, you know, to have this amazing speed and almost like gorillas. That's how strong these guys are. <laughs> right, yeah, and exactly. they you look at them and you're like, that's a big dude, but you don't realize how strong they are. Oh, yeah. and, that's why those NFL linemen, you know, the NFL linemen. Those fuckers are benching like 600 pounds. Yeah, and that, man. and they're, they're pretty fleet of foot. I mean, they can only go for short distances, but still, they've got that's incredible burst, you know. Well, it's, yeah, like you're talking about guys that uh, like, some of them are like 300 pounds and they can run a four or five. I, I, I can, I can, it's like, if I get in a foot race, I hope that they slip or something. <laughs> if I can get over 40 yards, I got them. <laughs> yeah. But if they, yeah, can, they're, they're going to slow down right at that 40 mark. Yeah. But that 30 for 30 series has got just tons of There's really good. There's a lot of really and it, great and content. I think it, and they do them really well. It's too. called yeah. 30 for 30 because I think it was originally like a 30-minute program. Mm. But that, I think that Christian Leitner one is like an hour and a half. Yeah, I started that one day before work thinking, oh, I'll just pop this out. I'm like, fuck, I'm only a third yeah. of the way through this. And I was, I was left. And it, like the Christian Leitner one, like the guy was, was probably the best college basketball player ever. Um, far and away has more big games, more big shots. I think he's – I'm all, they, they, I think at the end they show, like, of the 10 or 12 major records for college basketball, he still owns, like, seven of them or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was interesting. And to see him now, he's very unapologetic. He's just like, hey, that's what I had to fucking do. Yeah. Um, it's funny how people react because uh, going back to that Bo Jackson, he's now he, – he has – he apparently was also smart enough to – he has a, ni- a nice house. It's not that huge. It's a he nice house. His, he invested his money. He wisely. has money left, and he is. He goes off to. His, he calls it his man cave, and he is super. He was big into archery, mm-hmm. 
And he goes and he has this huge trophy room of all these, you know, he goes out to Wyoming and stuff like that. And he's, yeah, game, you know, game, game hunter, you know, yeah. bison and elk and stuff like that. With and with a bow. Bow with a bow? Bow with a bow nose bows. <laughs> bow nose bows. <laughs> like a, a kind of time, time warp. <laughs> but he is. That's he is, too many fucking bees. And he, he says he, he went out there in the interview um, and he had his bow, and they have these razor tip arrows, and they will take a person down. Oh, yeah. And he can hit, you know, one of those fake deer targets that is the size of a medium sized deer uh, across from a ways off. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. they shot, shot yeah. and he hit it right, you know, yeah, right probably the line, at 100 right yards. behind the, the front, yeah. front foreleg, right in the right heart line. lung region. Yeah. And he nailed it. He nailed it. He said, Sometimes, yeah, I go across my neighbor's yard, and they let me shoot across. It's like, you're confident Bam. in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I like seeing where those – and that's one of the things, too. Like Christian Leitner played in the NBA for like 10 or 11 years. But I like seeing them where they held on and they made it and they actually have a functional life. The ones I hate are the ones you watch and they're like, they're big stars and all the surrounding and then this fucking – Everything they lose the, all their money, they spend the it all. The, somebody the, steals it all, the, uh, and they're out begging for you know whiskey from, on the street and from shit. From the uh, Chicago Bears, uh, the fridge, William yeah. Refrigerator Perry. Perry. Yeah, and he ended up uh, having to work construction. I, th- I think he's died. Yeah. He died, didn't he? Is he still alive? Uh, I'm not I'm sure. Not. I mean, and when I say Maybe. working construction, I'm not saying he had a subcontractor. He had to work. Yeah, I'm right. sure. Manual As labor. Yeah. He had to like lay in cinder on. blocks or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. And he was a phenomenon. I mean, a lot of those guys off that team, Super Bowl shuffle. What was it eighty five Bears? Was that, was that right? They uh, they did not do. Some of them did. I know not Sweetness do died. Oh yeah, Jim Walter McMahon, Payton. Jim McMahon mm-hmm. was kind of a train wreck. Yeah. The um, but it's not. It's like you said, Brian. It's nice to see. Like with that whole Bo Jackson story, is he's okay? Yeah. And when he left, yeah. he he left. He knew he's like. I can't do this. He yeah. was just a ghost of his form. He that, and one of the uh, sports writers that he was interviewing said that he, you could see like f- fleeting flickers of the former greatness, but he was just a ghost of himself. And that he did it for a couple of years, and he's like, I am yeah. done. And he left good natured. He he didn't have anything. Nobody had a bad thing to say about him, and he just exited out. And he did all these like cool things in baseball, like he ch- did a check swing and hit a home run. Yeah, um, he break a bat over his head. He he missed something. Or he he'd just bro- take him over his knee. Over his knee, and, yeah. and one of the uh, other players, he said, "I thought I'd try that. And I about broke my." <laughs> he said, "He said that looked cool. I think I'll try." <laughs> and it's like, well, Bo knows knees. <laughs> and I think Bo he made strong. a catch where he ran up the wall. He ran. He did yeah. like that. Uh, Anthony Pettis, where he yeah. ran instead of running up the cage, he took like three or four good steps. They showed that up clip. the wall, yeah. up the wall, and lands. And I was like, "Man, you are Spider Man!" <laughs> yeah, he's like Earl Campbell and and Hank Aaron all rolled Come in on, one. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. an amazing athlete, and whose career, you know, a freak accident. He got tackled, and his leg got twisted, and popped it out, and popped done. it out, and he toughed it out, and didn't realize some damage got done, and it was yeah. too late wow. at that point. Yeah, so. It sucks. That sucks. All right, let's take a break, and you guys can finish up these fucking Hot Pockets. Oh, yeah, they're calling my name. Well, I'm working on the pretzel bites now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com. On Twitter, at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook, 
by searching for Binge Watch Podcast. She's already pitching all Other than that one movie, the first class. So is is this the, uh, you know, the definition of the difference between a bitch and a slut? How many black eyes they have? No. <laughs> Uh, wow, a slut. A slut is <laughs> someone. A slut is a woman that uh, sleeps with everybody, and uh, a bitch is the one, one that won't sleep with, with you. you. <laughs> right. So I can imagine that this is that. There's a lot of that too. Like, she, I'm sure she's got people coming at her all the time, and she's like shining so many people off that oh, she's just a bitch. Yeah. AKA, she wouldn't sleep with me. Yeah. It's no excuse. <laughs> it's, no, no excuse not to sleep with you. It's like that, um, that it's line. It's probably from, plenty of, especially since I'm married. Like that, <laughs> that line from Jay, from Risky Business, you know, where he's out selling, you know, for the the big night, and so he's like talking to the nerdy big guy with the frizzy hair, you know. And so, how did the date go? He's like, "What? Where'd you spend on the date?" You know, it's all about, well, if, you know, for a meal, thirty bucks. You know, for parking, you know, park on the street. You know, gas, five bucks, or whatever. So he goes into the whole thing. He's like, okay, you're roughly in, you're in for roughly sixty odd dollars. And what happened? And she slept with Jacobson. Jacobson. That's easy. See, that's all you, I'm saying. You did. You you said you were watching Showrunners the other day, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've, I've been watching. Did you it. get to? Well, Josh Whedon has a piece in there where he talks about he. He's like, dude, I'm the biggest pussy in in the world. He's like, I don't stand up to anybody. But if you talk to other people in the industry, they'll say, oh, man, Whedon's got it. He's a fucking prima donna, got an attitude. You know, he's always fucking with people. It's hard to work with. He's like, and he's like, I have that because like one or two times I've said, hey, let's think about this to the network people. And he's now, now I'm a dick. He's like, everybody in the industry like if if I had didn't have a reputation for doing really good work, he's like I wouldn't be able to get a job. Yeah. Um. So that when I hear shit like about January Jones, it, oh, I yeah. just it's assume age, it's yeah. all fucking it's, bullshit. It's, it's a grain of salt unless they're like it's pictures or something. <laughs> unless there's videos. Yeah. She, or she, you she, hear she, Mel Gibson she, tell call hey, cops sweet kikes or what? Yeah. Hey, sweet sugar, hey sh- sugar tits. <laughs> sugar, that's right. Sugar tits. Sugar tits. <laughs> sugar tits. What is this? Nineteen forty-five. <laughs> right. You just get done doing hey. a, a, a. So I, did, I, I just like immediately write all that off as like that's bullshit. I, I mean, unless hey, sugar tits, you want to go down to the soda shop and have a sarsaparilla? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what? The, what the hell's that? Hey, come on. <laughs> They'll never take me alive, you see? It's like Mel Gibson, and I love Braveheart and Mad Max, and there's so many movies of his I loved. And when that all came out, I was like, oh, man, why you got to blame it on the Jews? (laughs) I know. It's like, why do we we have to keep on coming back to that? It's like you work in an industry where... Yes, there are, there's a sizable Jewish population. Maybe sizable, yeah. Maybe you should keep your drunk ass mouth. They're usually shot. ones that have a lot of money. But you know, like he was raised that way. His dad's like hardcore. Jew? Yeah, hardcore. No, uh, neo Nazis. Yeah. Neo Nazi. Yeah. Well, well, not. I don't know. Holocaust so much neo- deniers. Yeah, Holocaust yeah. deniers. I don't know that they're neo Nazis. I think it's just. Did you run? Ron, did you see my eyes? Super, over to Mein Kampf over there. Super <laughs> hardcore. Uh, 
like Catholic. old school German Catholic. Yes, you know, a real like a real brand of Catholic that's non PC. Yeah, you know, very that it's harsh. bullshit. The you hate and so Jews I mean, are to blame for everything. But at know. some point, you you I feel like these people should be like, you know, I'm an adult now. Let me really assess the situation. Right. Break away from. Let my me upbringing. look around. Like, there's the fucking internet. You know that you can read anything on. So like controlled by the Jews, <laughs> you, you, you should be able to yeah, have the like wherewithal. Every, it's all a conspiracy. Of course. It really is. Yeah, he really he, is. <laughs> he lost in his divorce like five hundred million dollars. Yeah. And so it's, how wow, do you not have that wow. much money and you can't verify the fucking Holocaust happened or not? <laughs> right, you know. Yeah. That's, well, I, I get all my facts from the Drudge Report. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm it's a, check that out. Yeah, it's it's it, and it's a shame because you know Braveheart is one of those movies. That I have watched several times, and I love that movie. And then, but now it's like it's like you try to think, okay, I'm gonna separate the artist from his personal shit. And it's right. sometimes it's a little bit hard. And it's like because yeah, every time I see him now, I'm like, sugar tits. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> damn it. But like I love like I love his like little, maybe lesser known movies too. Like I love Payback. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good one. Um, have you guys seen Edge of Darkness? It's I've, a fucking great movie. I've, I've heard of it. Edge of seen Darkness. It. It's the one where he, I saw a movie homicide called... detective Thomas Craven, investigates the death of his activist daughter. He uncovers not only her secret life, but a corporate cover-up and government collusion that attracts an agent tasked with cleaning up the evidence. I saw a movie called Edging Darkness, but I don't think it's the same topic. I don't think so either. Yeah. Darkness! <laughs> Eddie Murphy! <laughs> So I really. What did the five fingers say to the face? You know, he's got. I love. We were soldiers. Signs. I mean, the Patriot. I've watched a ton of times. Um, Have you watched Get the Gringo? It's great. No, I've never seen that movie. Actually. Every every time it just I, came out in 2012. Every time I think of the Patriot, I think of that scene with that cannonball bouncing down the the oh, field of battle yeah. and clop. Yeah, yeah. But uh, get oh. the Gringo is yeah. a lot like payback <laughs> for him. A career criminal nabbed by Mexican authorities is placed in a tough prison where he learns to survive with the help of a young boy. Mm. Edging Uh-oh. darkness. <laughs> You today, my friend, are called darkness. Begin edgy. <laughs> Everybody can. What's the What's the website where you can Google all the dirty terms? Uh, urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Urban Everybody dictionary. can Urban com. Dictionary. Edging. edging. Um, and okay, so what we were talking about before, Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, he's a little verifiable. Like he's on audio, like in uh, Dude from Thirty Rock too. Colin, what's your name? Oh, Kenneth. Cunt and Kenneth. Man, that, fuck no. that guy. Not uh, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. Alec, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. About. Oh, on the on the plane. Who's, yeah, and he's he just freaks out. No, he's on the he. He was recording, or he was calling. What's her name? Call, and she was recording his ex-wife. And he's record. Oh. She's recording it all, and he is just. A despicable human being, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> hang, like, I don't have to hang out with him. He's like that yeah. Donald Sterling, that owner of the Clippers, yeah. before he. Had, and it's like, okay, you're an 80 year old dude, white dude that uh, owns a basketball team, is a billionaire, a billionaire, yeah. right? And you're going to complain to your black girlfriend about her bringing <laughs> Magic Johnson to a game? No, I think she was. I think she was white. No. No, v's, she, was she? she was the half, half the she girlfriend. Half, she's, she's she's mulatto, I think. Oh, half, she's half, half, half black, yeah. 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 Or half uh, white. I mean, whatever. whatever. Half and half. 
But yeah, and you just <laughs> like Starbucks. I think two weeks ago, will do with a hot young girl. They got, she's not going to do other. You know, I'm not yeah. going to be. And he gave her all these gifts, and apparently, I think he said in the audio, he says like, "I'm okay. You can have sex with them, hang out with them. Don't go out. Don't hang out in public. Yeah, don't yeah. don't bring them to my games where you will watch the majority of the players are black." I just logic, <laughs> yeah. logic service. I was like, man, yeah. I guess old minute, these, rich these white are the guy guys that are making me all the money. Yet I'm just not. Well, she just got a court case. I think two weeks ago, um, they're she, taking all the money back, all the gifts and stuff, like a half a million dollars worth of gifts. Yeah, and I think it was like a million in cash or yeah, something. Yeah, because the wife she sued her and said, "Oh yes, yeah, right, that was my money." And, yeah, and because uh, Sterling, he apparently play his wife started playing the, oh he's senile. <laughs> That's why he said all this stuff to his his half black mistress. Mm. And, and Dave Chappelle had a funny comedy bit on that. Uh, his recent show, I think he did down in Austin, mm-hmm. uh, and he was talking about Donald <laughs> Sterling. And he said, "He said the first thing you know you got to be hardcore <laughs> is the if you're the first thing you're worried about with your with your black mistress is <laughs> bring, he's bringing black guys to the game. It's like I would have been talking about that AIDS." <laughs> 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 and I was like, no. Dave Chappelle. Touche, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't pay attention to the, the rumor mills or the, any of that stuff. It's so much fun, though. Uh, it just whips my – it just makes me want to, like, blow the world up, like, right. just how petty and everything is. So I don't pay attention. So I never know. People will say, hey, did you see so-and-so is dating so-and-so or so-and-so. Like, you're talking, like, J- January's a – a bitch and she's hard to work with like no I didn't know that I mean I don't know she might be she might not be yeah I mean it's very and if she is as long as the shit she's in is okay oh yeah if she does she performs it's very tabloid yeah and uh, I I have a certain I'm sure there's a whole (laughs) so you're gonna start binge watching Real Housewives of Lot in Oklahoma (laughs) maybe (laughs) yeah there's probably a a real you know in, in certain Areas of Hollywood, there's a clickish nature, probably do it like in anything in life. You know, oh so yeah, people are like, oh, well, don't work with them because they will. They, well, they'll, and that's like you, they'll treat Brian, you dude. Like Brian was talking about with Josh Sweden, it's like that's his point. Because that's how the you're dude, you're hot until you're not, and then you're yeah. gone. Right, and then his his thing is like it's how the, it's what how they get you to do what they want you to do. Hey, we'll fucking put it out there that you're hard to work with. Yeah. Well, that and, you know, everybody's so, you know, today, so, oh, you hurt my feelings. I'm going to take my toys and go play somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, that's that that whole blow up at Sony Pictures around the interview with uh, the, the head of or co-head of Sony Pictures. Uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she and this other high, high power producer – their uh, Sony uh, servers got hacked and all this information, these email exchanges, and they do so much backstabbing on like Blame, major stars. Yeah. yeah. Or back and just trash talking for years about these majors, like calling Angelina Jolie, a prima donna and a no talent hack and hard to work with. And I've seen Angelina Jolie. I've seen her movies. She's not a hack at all. I mean, it's, it's the backbiting and, mm-hmm. And she... Well, I'm sure it's, they tell her something to do, and she's like, hey, I'm not doing that. Oh, bitch, she's hard to work with. Right. She won't, you know... Yeah. But that's what... You don't do this picture for us. We're going to... Yeah. You know, well, spread, one of the emails... Spread bad, spread one of, bad things about one you. Of the, one of the emails that came out just recently, because there's more and more... Uh, some stuff got posted up on that uh, WikiLeaks right. uh, site. Uh, Daniel Assange, is that right? 
David yeah. Hassan, Dan yeah. Hassan, David Cameron, know, something, something like that. Uh, <laughs> Je- Je- Jessica, I always say Jessica the Gardener, <laughs> Dan, Dan Sausage, something yeah. like that. Yeah, how's the sausage made? Is that uh, they was talking about like the top um, tongue in cheek, the top like twenty five reasons uh, agents give that their actors about their the actors under their charge you know it's like oh yeah he can't read that well he's <laughs> like yeah he's read the script he hasn't just hasn't got back to us oh he he's got his drinking problem under control don't worry about that now <laughs> you know all these like the top faux reasons and they were just having a big old chuckle <laughs> and now we're so catty that. we're so catty in emails it's like man just treat it like the mafia don't write anything down <laughs> and you'll be fine awesome so ron you said you guys finished up the pacific Yes, we did. I have not finished up yet. Are you, sure? have you, watched, are you watching it now? Yeah, I've, I'm like episode five. Yeah. It's, it's only ten, so I can make it. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. All night. Very good. What's your opinion so far? Five? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I remember Brian saying that he thought the first one or two episodes were a little hard build up. And it starts I, off a, a smidge slow. It didn't. Slow. It didn't phase me at all. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I, I can't wait to finish it up. Oh, man, just uh you know, like Brutal. I think it may be in the final episode where one of the dudes coming home, and and the cab driver was an ex-military guy, and and uh, the guys Marines giving him trying to give him money for the cab fare. It's like, no, dude, you keep it. He goes, you, you you guys. He goes, we were, you know, I got to do shore leave in Paris, and you know all these places, and you guys were just in the shit. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, we're, you 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 deserve everything you got. Keep it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you 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 think. At that time, I mean, during World War II in the U.S., it was it wasn't like it is now. I mean, that there were still a lot of people living on farms, and they had victory gardens, and oh, you yeah. had to recycle rubber and copper to make bullet casings. I oh mean, yeah, it's it was it was gas not, rationing. And, you had you a know, gas card and a food card. You couldn't buy more bread than X at the grocery store. You had to have a little hole punched every time you bought bread or whatever. War, war bonds for victory. And and it's, was, it was that t- was the whole you know the whole Sergeant Bassalone deal you know that he won the Congressional Medal of Honor and they sent him out to uh, be sell war bonds. He was more vital, more important to the war effort to sell war bonds and get money in so they could you know finance and build stuff than it was than him actually being a fighting guy. You know? Yeah, you know because uh, before what was it seventy three or seventy four when we went off gold backed currency. So I mean. You had to, you had to back your currency. <laughs> it's like, no, we'll just print it, balance sheet, go. <laughs> yeah, then in um, was it the the, I can't remember. Was it the Pacific or the one that Clint Eastwood did, where the flags part, of our father? Yeah, where the guys had to go in the war bonds, and they talk about like how close America was to bankruptcy. Um, yeah, I remember the down, flags of our father. I think so. Yeah, they were just too. down. Basically, we were down in nothing in the bank, and and months of, months away from going belly up and not being able to actually pay bills and stuff. That's when they were recycling stuff like crazy and taking yeah. rubber back and metal and everything else just to try it and like you know every everything they could <laughs> think it. of. And you think about the difference between now and then is that you know it's <laughs> people still corresponded through snail mail <laughs> right letters yeah, and, and stuff like and it was letters, it's yeah. you think about that and you think about what a change it's been now yeah it's um i don't think i, I can't remember last time congress asked me to recycle rubber. so what, what was your take on like five on through the last one the violence oh wow it, it's it gets super 
fierce, you know. I mean, it, it, if you studied it all, and of course, you know, Paul here is a former Marine, so you know he may have had a little a little knowledge of you know the it's, the uh, infantry in World War Two, the Pacific battles. My dad was a was a Marine Corps officer, and oh so God, he always yeah. told me you know, he studied that. Of course, he was in. You know, he was in after Korea and before Vietnam, and uh, as an officer, he was studying battle tactics and everything. Which is funny because he was really lucky because between Korea and Vietnam, there really wasn't really much of no, it. really. Yeah, but exactly. he, it was just that was his thing. Was, it was yeah, like he, it was, he it was, was the perfect the, time to be in. perfect, perfect time to be in. <laughs> yeah, you know, which speaking of wars and all that. There was a statistic of the of the uh, other day of I can't remember the exact quote with the numbers right, but it's going to be close. Something like out of our country's two hundred thirty nine years of existence, we've been involved in a war, some type of military action. In like five minutes, two hundred twenty two years yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah it's insane. <laughs> war is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, and a money maker too. Well, I mean, like Eisenhower said, uh, beware the. Industry, uh, military, and industrial complex. Well, you know, I remember my English teacher once, a high school English teacher, and he was just a big cynic and and uh, and a conspiracy kind of guy, you know. But he had some good points from time to time. And his whole thing was on the mili- on on wars, you know, are necess- were necessary for population control. It's to bleed off the ex- the male excess. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's what. I think I made stealing this, their their vital fluids. I think <laughs> I made this comment maybe on the on the podcast early on, or when we were talking about this. But China has more single men that can never get married than the entire population of the United States, and they have the because largest, that's how many, and they have the largest standing army by far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, because you don't have any, a way to bleed off the excess male population, like your population continues to get out of whack and out of whack and out of whack. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's something like 360 or 370 million men in China, and there's no women to marry them to. Yeah. Well, and, that, that's and they a, need uh, they need a war to kill those dudes. Off. They should just fight themselves. <laughs> that would be awesome. North yeah. China versus South China. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I was reading. A, <laughs> hey, we're blowing up our own shit. I was reading Why? an article just this week that they was talking about with the rate of incarceration here in the United States that uh, sociologists had done a recent study in like the past couple of years that there are compared to white female to white male population in the United States, there are more eligible black females on the, uh, that are available. Uh, and there's a dr- drastic reduction in numbers of the black male population in comparison and it's because of the war on drugs and uh the and as we were talking earlier off air uh the <laughs> the police vendetta against black males in <laughs> yeah. this country why are you running i will shoot <laughs> yeah i will shoot you I in the back con- <laughs> i will continue to shoot until you go down the yeah so it's it's insane it's in the the pacific is great it's it's crazy that just nations somehow think that that's a good thing to do. Just basically just get a bunch of dudes all in the same location and just fucking murder each oh, other. And just the the, well, the the intenseness of, you know, those island battles. You get, like you're saying, you got these dudes, you know, you got, you got, first of all, you got the Japanese uh, Imperial Army who had been training for war and preparing for war for, for a decade plus for World War Two. And they were ready. I mean, they were entrenched. They were ready, and and so when they, you know, and they they were, they were ready to propel borders. And, well, when and they, they, when and they, they the uh, islands, and you know? they, and that was the <laughs> the Japanese uh, 
the way they viewed the world is that they will fight till the last man. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was there's their, their no, honor, sir, you know, there was no, yeah, there's no concept yeah. of surrender and there's no, yeah, there's none of that. That's a, that's uh you were viewed as a losing, coward and you losing lose face. face. So that's yeah. a shameful act. Yeah. And, shameful. If you, and man, sur- you get, if you, you surrendered, you get some, <laughs> some cats like that stuck in some holes on some tiny islands. <laughs> well, Good speaking luck. of that, I mean, I read interesting th- uh, stuff about, uh, I was got when we got to, I think number eight, I think is Iwo Jima. And uh, that you know that they was like there were dudes coming out of those caves because there was like seventeen miles eleven eleven or seventeen something like that miles of caves on Iwo Jima uh, tunnel systems and everything and there were dudes coming out like four years after the war had ended that were still in there yeah <laughs> and they they were still ready to go <laughs> they they'd only been eating sea urchins <laughs> remember that episode Worms. of Gilligan's Island yes yes for the Jets. where the day still thought that the war was going on <laughs> yeah and there was a, so there it wasn't was that far fetched you know here was a show done in the 60s you know well and there was a, i think there was a case in uh, vietnam that there was a guy that he was living in the jungle he was a vietnamese fighter and he was living in the jungle for like I want to say like a couple of de- decades, like 15 years. And he finally came out and like, are we done? <laughs> yeah. Well, he must have not wanted no more of that shit. He's yeah. just like, I'm going to hang out here till you right. guys figure this shit out. Peace yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of my favorite episodes of Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I remember, I remember that one vividly. I haven't seen that one in years and years. but I And, and you, it's funny because that was very much our sort of time frame, especially the reruns. Because yeah. that wasn't Saturday morning cartoons and Gilligan's Island. The yeah, and Island. we only had like, what, four channels <laughs> to watch. So, and or even P- PBS, maybe a couple of UHS I can, stations. Because there were a, a couple of, a few episodes that were in black and white and then it came out in color. Yeah, on Gilligan's. Gilligan's? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were some early ones in black and white. There was, it yeah. was like about the same time as the... Uh, as the Andy Griffith Same thing with those. Beverly Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. They made the switch yeah. from yeah. to black yeah. and white. To come and I, I, I can very... Although I think most of Beverly Hillbillies is in black and white. Yeah. Uh, that was earlier. That yeah. was early 60s? Ish. Ish. Yeah. Um, that they had Probably the cement... Too, they had the, they had the cement pond and then they had the pool <laughs> the table pond. that they ate and they used the, the pool. <laughs> to eat. The, the bridge. Favorite. They used the bridge to pass the pond. <laughs> and it's so funny how that's like, man... I remember that vid. I must have watched those. <laughs> right, yeah. Way it stuck with me. Yeah. But yeah, the the whole Pacific theater of war was just such a brutal, brutal thing. Well, and the same thing with World War One, man. The trench, oh, trench warfare. warfare. Yeah. And that's back to like, mustard gas, is it cool? Maybe. Like me on Facebook. <laughs> Do you like mustard gas? I mean, well, you know, I mean, that was a, thing, a call back earlier when we were talking about the Patriot. Just warfare in general has progressed, you know, just that man that standing up, you know, two lines of dudes and just opening fire on each other. Yeah, you know, it's just, it seems like total, I mean, that's the way you did it. That's the way warfare was done back then, but it just seems such total insanity. Well, and you think about, you think about that, you know, back in the era when people were challenging each other to duels where you had these, uh, pistols, uh, musket pistols and, and you, okay, here's a good, this sounds like a good idea, right? We're going to face back to back. We're going to take 10 paces, turn around, and shoot at each other. <laughs> <laughs> to try and kill each other. Yeah. For honor. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. man, I don't know if I think that's really good. Because I had plans <laughs> this evening. And, man, yeah. I really wanted to go, yeah. go well, see that isn't, show. <laughs> isn't that a step up from the duels before where it was just you and another dude with swords <laughs> to the death? I think yeah. at least dude. if you missed, you're like, hey, we both you know, had our testicles up. And we came out here and we shot at each other and we missed. Right. Dude, yeah. call it a day. Call it a day. I, I almost the vast majority of the time, they never shot each other because it's so difficult 
to hit anything with those musket bolts anyway. <laughs> and those things didn't always travel straight I would, I anyway. would do the duel all day long before I would do the line yeah. of one guy's and a line of another guy's. <laughs> and let's get 15 paces away and blast at each other. It's right. like that, remember that old commercial where the guy's eating peanut butter and it's, and a call-in program and who shot so-and-so? Aaron Burr. <laughs> Aaron Burr. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know which, because I saw a show on the History Channel that was talking about yeah, about that with with swords and it's like you they were and they were demonstrating is that you have about four and four and a half feet of reach and if you lunge like fencing Mm -hmm. it's before a person can react and you're like in your heart (laughs) (laughs) in your in your liver (laughs) and it was like and everybody was walking around at some point with with swords yeah it's like Man, thousands of years. You man. don't you don't bow up against stuff. You bump my drink. It's the Iron <laughs> Age. Yeah. yeah, and the guys that were good with the swords, like the the because you were with swords, it wasn't like a gun where somebody could get lucky and shoot you. You could chop a fool. You could. Well, most of those are stabbing, so it is yeah. the lunging. But if you only had like two, is if you were okay, and the other guy's really good with a sword, you only got about two or three seconds before he kills you. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like you said, it it is incredibly hard to shoot somebody, even right. with a modern. Right. or something like something that. Like and 80% you, you, you of the could time, just you could just nick somebody with a sword and that's game over. I think I, there was a big deal, a gun control bill or something that was um, years ago that I read an article. But it, it's something along the lines of seventy to eighty percent of the time, even with your within ten feet of someone, you always miss. Like people will empty clips at each other and they can't hit mm. each other. Because their adrenaline's pumping, serpentine, serpentine, yeah, serpentine. Everybody's moving. What we the witnessed here was a pumping. miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Even like trained police officers in an actual firefight, not where yeah. they're executing somebody, but in an actual firefight, they rarely actually hit their target. Well, except because, for that one dude in the, we was talking about it. But the, he only hit break. him twice. He's like, no, he ten. hit he hit that guy that was I was talking the guy that was running away. Yeah, he hit him like five times. And you can see from that way that guy's running, he's running, and then he's slowly not. He wasn't zigzagging. Boy, <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it was, he was just a zig. Don't, don't run a straight line. <laughs> and I, when I was watching, we talked about this when I was watching that video of that guy running away. He was not even running that fast. It's like, no, is there, did you really feel the need? To, no, <laughs> to the guy wanted to fucking clip? murder somebody. That's why That's yeah. why that guy died, because that cop wanted to murder someone. Well, and, that, and that's why they immediately, because a lot of times you hear the the. They backed the police. He's on suspended leave with pay. We're investigating and they, this. They immediately fired like that. Five minutes later, they charged that guy with murder. They, right. they, they, they fired oh, that guy. We got And charged him with guy. murder, and that is almost unheard of. But yeah. it's happening more and more because body cameras. And well, that in, at some point, with all this stuff coming out, they have to toe the line. They have to punish these. They can't continue to find ways to get these guys off the hook well, when they're executing yeah. people and murdering people, you know, cause this is what I like 98%, 99% of the cops are fucking good dudes that are out there yeah. doing the right thing. And this other 1% is out killing fucking people. I mean the whole a hundred percent of the people can't take the blame for what these, you know, one random fool here and there are doing. Yeah. So they've got to, I, I think just cause the publicity is amped up to such a degree, they've got to be people perp walk these guys, Show well, that they're putting them in prison. And what they need to do now is they have to, uh, because I totally agree with that, the, the police force, the fire departments, they serve a vital role in our society. And in general, they do a great job. Is that now with all this, because it's going to keep on, the, the, the train's going and it's not going to stop, they have to do 
they have to stop protecting these few yeah. idiots or loose cannons and they have to clean house. Right. Yeah, Even if it, it, they're not, it's like faith. this dude, this dude has been batshit insane for about past 15 years. We need to get him out of here right. yeah. before he kills somebody. Yeah, they exactly. need to be proactive. Yeah, right. They need to like yeah. investigate their own, you know, and they need better stop covering psychological because, testing or whatever. Because a know, lot of times say, they, they have a script that they run off. It's like, okay, as soon as they're shooting, Rule number one, was there any cameras involved? <laughs> Rule number two, this is what we say. <laughs> you know, and that's, a, that's, that's sad, but And what a lot of people of with life. these videos, has been, they've been waiting a week or two to release it. Waiting, to see what the official response the is, and then trap. like, they say, oh, really? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, they set that bear trap out there, and then they start defending or make up a story or whatever, and then it's like, oh, our bad, that's not really what went on. It's like Bush yeah. with that guy down in uh, after Katrina. Hey, Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> Good job, Brownie. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say the missing video for uh, uh, Vice President Cheney shooting that dude in the face. That's what I thought. How awesome would that be if they had that on tape? Dick, I, I just don't you, think you're doing a good job. Blam! Yeah. I bet you Cheney is hammered. I mean, it's, no, I think know, he's. Dude, I think he's. I think he was a stone cold trying to kill somebody. <laughs> right. he, he was. He was clear headed. I never liked he had, that rat bastard. Anyway. He had just dumped his colostomy bag and he was ready for blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so angry at my health conditions. I'm, I'm on cue. Somebody a peek for the black choppers out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this isn't online yet. You'll be picked, right. picked up next week. Right. Yeah. NSA would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, what do you got? Oh, um, hold on a second. Oh, we're done with the Pacific, uh, I guess. The, um, well, not, I guess we should leave a little bit on the Pacific for since when, yeah, when Paul, Paul gets totally Paul finishes. Done. Uh, yeah, there were several things I want to bring up about it. Do you want to continue? But, I don't mind. Well, um, I think probably what you're going to talk about is going to be pivotal stuff to those episodes. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, I was going so to talk about the Iwo yeah, episode yeah. and the final stuff. Because there's, there's a lot of cool, interesting tidbits there. But I don't want to, I don't want to let you experience them before you... Uh, so, uh, first yeah, hand, so, get experienced. Yeah. Watch those, watch those Jimmy episodes. Man. <laughs> Have you been uh, I, was, uh, I was taking a look at because we had talked before about that awesomeness TV on YouTube, uh-huh. and there's a lot of con- – they have some original series type of stuff on YouTube that I wasn't aware of. Um, and I started watching a little bit last night. Uh, there is a um, – it's – is it a, I, will, I don't know if to call it a series because it's from Warner uh, Entertainment Digital and it first started airing in uh, they st- started posting episodes in August about 2012 um, and I, it was a, a show called H Plus the digital series um, have you heard of it Brian? Mm-mm. it was a web series produced by Brian Singer and created by John Cabrera and Cosimo de Tomas <laughs> Alphabet, alphabet. Well, uh, Brian, Brian Singer's a pretty big player. Yeah, yeah he's, he a, he's a big player. Um, and it, this, the series touches on transhumanism and uh, sort of the matrix and minority report. Uh, the, the premise is that a new technology allows you to take uh, the Apple Watch turn it into a nanotech <laughs> nanotech technology and inject it into your it's basically you you be, you can become a computer that uh, they inject this supercomputer nanotech supercomputer into your body and then you can see um, like a heads up display like your Spotify like minority report where you can see it through your mm-hmm. your field of vision and you can turn, you can look up things, and you can do this whole thing, and you can check web pages. I think this is only going to be available in the iWatch three. It might be. <laughs> it's funny that I, I still wonder why they didn't call it the iWatch. It's a little creepy. So it's like they're like, mm. 
E-Y-E watch. I, the I watch. There we go. Um, and uh, so I started watching and it, it was released and it says that it was season one. There was 48 episodes of, of H plus and they're between three and a half minutes to five to seven minutes per episode. So it's, it's like webisodes basically. And it was, I watched like the first five or six episodes. So it's about like a 24 minute, 30 minute together. But you know, the, what's have, the name of the show called? It's called H plus and it's on YouTube. You have to is type plus spelled out. Uh, it's just plus. But the ironic thing is that when I was reading about it, I went on to my YouTube on, um, PS three and on the PS three, when you're typing stuff in, you go to the symbols page, they have no plus sign. So I had to type out, was and it's like but that's not how it's the show is called it's like way to go sony <laughs> yeah if you, it's a, if you do h plus web series it comes up yeah if you just do h plus it comes up with like hydrogen and helium and a bunch of other exactly stuff. and it's like well, maybe they failed on that but yeah if you type in h plus uh, web series or digital series and it was it was pretty interesting but they have you know the whole intro and then they have three and a half to seven minutes of content. Then they have the whole outro. And then they show a 30-second ad in front of each one of the episodes because mm-hmm. I was watching through PS3. Right. And it's like, I was almost tempted, like, man, I'm going to send this link. I subscribe to it through YouTube. I'll send it up to work and download all the MP4s of the 48 episodes, cut off the head and tail, and just make it into a movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it got a little... It, I thought it was an interesting premise because the whole thing is that humanity... Uh, some people were protesting because some people have died testing this out. And then they show the, the like good morning America. It's like well, these people that have just been injected. Well, what if I want to listen to music? And then these people, they don't show the overlay, but they show them on TV. Like, well, you just go like this and then you flip the page, <laughs> you know, they're obviously using <laughs> yeah. the, and it's very, it's like, well, it's sort of funny. And the, the, and they get into this, like within the first episode is really short. The second episode, they're all really short. So by the second episode, uh, a network virus has attacked the system and it's just dropping people like fives because people are computers at this point and it's attacking the computer inside their body. Yeah, there's 48 of these little mini episodes. There's, Why wouldn't they bundle them? Bingo. And that's and that's part of the question and that's because of the, what I've watched so far, it was... It was it was like okay sci-fi channel level type of stuff you know just the g- general type of show. Uh, it sort of bumped me that each episode was so short, but this was released in 2012, so maybe they were trying to hit people watching like on their smartphone. And you you think three or four years back, you know where you know people how much data they could use and stuff like that. It was it's a it was a little bit different time. Um, but the first, like the very first episodes, I was looking at the page views, uh, how many episode views they were getting, like the very first few, like million, stuff like that. And then it, it goes down, goes down, and then it ends up around like 90K by the very end, by episode 48. And on Wikipedia, they said that they're actively working on season two of it, but it ended, I think it ended in 2012. And it went till. 2013 so it's like it's been a couple of years i i would assume at this point it's dead in the yeah water. i wouldn't think so well i was just i mean brian singer he's still a young guy um but he's done all the x-men stuff yeah mm-hmm. um and my big thing with no one name recognition for him is he executive produced house which is one of my 
top five TV show um, of all time. So, I mean, he's been enormously successful. So it's kind of weird that he would even dabble in this little... Well, and it may have been exactly that. It may have been because it's under the uh, the shingle of Warner Digital. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were trying something new. And, and it he's was, an actual producer of H+, which producers are pretty in the mix. Yeah. Not, it's not an executive producer like, hey... I like this project. I'll find some money and I'll give it to you guys. We'll get it done. And I have some kind of final oversight. I mean, yeah. and one of the, producers uh, pretty, and, and pretty one of the, uh, um, one of the websites I was looking at for the review of it. Um, it was, um, a place called Tom's guide.com. And it was, it was the review. It was talking about hidden gems on YouTube of hmm. digital series. And it, uh, I think it listed like about like 10. I'm going to subscribe to it real quick. And yeah, it, it's, it's, I think it's worth checking out. How long out. is each episode? Three, three and a half to seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's short bites and it's almost part of me is like, so they're just a little webisode. Yeah. It's very webisode. And it's like, there was so much, you know, the, the intro and outro and the credits and all this. And it's like, it's, it's like almost, two minutes of content out of five minutes. Right. And it's, and you, you, Every you know each episode I'm watching, they're tacking on an ad that you know lets you on on YouTube. It lets you skip it within a few seconds, but it's like, man, that is a a lot of waiting around for the meat. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of bread around the filling. That's what she said. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's I I've watched from the, what I've watched so far. I would definitely watch more, but I, like I said, I'm. I would because t- I have a, a plugin that I can just download MP4s off of mm-hmm. YouTube. Thank you, and uh, I I will seriously just chop it up and watch it as like in hour episodes. Chop it up to f- like forty five minutes a pop and just watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it sort of bumped me a little bit that it's like they're just getting to the good part. I'd like to see more. So I think it was an interesting experiment. I have one thing real quick. I don't know if you, did I want to get if I don't get this in, I'm going to forget because it's kind of a little side thing. That's what she said. Um, so on, and I've become more and more uh, through HBO and through on the web getting my news and stuff from Vice.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they did a cool thing this week. It's called uh, the name of the, the article is the two kids who remade Indiana Jones shot by shot. Yeah. So these guys, two friends that worked on this over the course of about 20 years, super interesting. They did about a 10, 12 minute video on it. So what definitely watch the video, but it's cool. And they start off. I think it's longer than that. I think they're like 16 when they start. That's a, that's a time. And, <laughs> yeah. And they're our age. And I think they started about when they were 16 and, and, and they were like back then you couldn't go buy the movie you had. So what we did was, Every time we we when it was at, they they watched the movie two or three times when it was on its initial release and then it got re released and then they would watch then they it went, on Betamax and then on VHS. Well, they did. He did all of his storyboarding and they started before it ever came out um, on video. Really? Yeah. So the, there's a couple scenes that are like a little off, but they get it really really close. They show a ton of it, and the only thing that they didn't do recreate and you'll be surprised that like they set houses on fire and did a bunch of stuff to make <laughs> they got in a lot of trouble <laughs> and um so they would they would work on it for like a year and then they'd take a break and then they'd work on it for a year or two and then like the the guy that's playing indiana jones kind of got he had a bunch of drinking problems and drug problems and they wouldn't talk for four or five years and then kind of come back together <laughs> on <and>, yolo <laughs> yeah and so they actually did a um 
The only thing they didn't do initially, and when they said they were, hey, we're done, and they screened it, right. was the the plane scene. There's like, there's no way we can get a plane and do all that stuff. And so they... Oh, with the guy, the fighting and the... the German yeah, yeah, yeah. wing or whatever. They yeah, and they, the, the plane blows... They're like, this plane blows up at the end. Like, how the fuck are we going to do that? We're like 18 years old. So um, I'm surprised they did just do it with like little... Miniatures, a <laughs> model. Yeah. Well, they they said they didn't want to do it with miniatures or anything because they didn't want it to look cheesy. And they go, you'll see how what great lengths these kids go to to like recreate like the snake pit scene and is all it, that stuff. Is it, is it watchable? What they they put it together, screened it, and it and it got put out on the internet, right? Well, it they they gained some fame. It, I think maybe like early got on YouTube or something, and um, the. Um, Spielberg saw it and loved it and thought it was the coolest thing. Like how dedicated they were as fans. Um, then he sued and they got, they, they, <laughs> then it broke national and it got to be really big news. Well, then they went back and did a Kickstarter campaign to get the money to go back and do the airplane scene. And they went back and did that. And that's all like real high quality. And you see like, <laughs> as they go, as the movie progresses, you know, they're getting better Betamax machines. Their videotape that's coming out is better. Yeah. And then the one where the, they do the airplane scene is damn good because they got a lot of money to raise on Kickstarter. <laughs> HD yeah. digital. But I but, thought it was super fucking cool that they, God, I can't imagine the dedication. And they were like. Do they work in the industry? No, no. To, to take that t- amount of time and perseverance. It's like, man, that's, back, a, hell, like, that's a hell of, of a did, hobby right there. really well in life and career, and, and the other one was just just really struggled. And his sense, I guess in the last four or five years, kind of got his shit together, and that's when they got back together, and they, oh, hey, let's do the, the airplane so It's like Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, it, the dedication is unbelievable. So it's probably over, it's maybe 20, 25 years that they took wow. to complete this. Wow, that's crazy. I know, but um, you will, when you watch it on um, Vice, you'll be surprised at the, detail and the link that they go to like you know the bar scene with all the gunshot and the bar catches on fire right. they got down in one of their basements and set the whole fucking basement on fire man <laughs> and they their actually, parents really appreciate and they're it. like i think 18 or 19 when they're filming the basement scene and they set one of the dudes gets there's a dude running around in their basement that's on fire and he's on fire too <laughs> intentionally oh like the mongol it, guy yeah, that gets yeah. has to get his on fire and, um, Mongols. The the links they go to is insane. They're Asians, not Mongols. In in World War Two <laughs> or uh, Nazi whatever era this was, they were Mongols. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mongo. <laughs> but uh, the uh, uh, it's super interesting, and it's about a 10, 11 minute watch. And it, you, I'm, I'm sure you guys are huge fans of it. I've got the link pulled up there. Could you send it to us? Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, but man, it, talk about I, perseverance. Yeah, Jeez. I watched it at work the other day while I was eating lunch. So I was like, fuck, man, these guys like. They blow me away the stick to itiveness that well, it took to get this and done. And somebody to do that, and they don't even work in the industry. I, know, I mean, I know. it's like, man, what, that's a hell of a hobby. <laughs> yeah, it was just a hobby, and it was like they like they storyboarded. He they have the notebook. They storyboarded the entire thing. Yeah, see, then that's what he spent an entire year storyboarding and drawing out how to, how and to before do it. they mm-hmm. even started production. See, and to what did it say? What they do now. Um, I think one of them is like a CPA, and the other guy, I don't think they he, – he basically said on there, like, I've had a lot of alcohol and drug problems. But, <laughs> you know, he's got his shit together now, and he just looks like any of us Un- would do here. Unrequited <laughs> dreams. Because, I mean, to, to take that amount to storyboard, even if it's 
crappy storyboards. Yeah. That's dedication. And they're it's pretty like, decent. It, you know, for a 16, 17-year-old kid, whenever he storyboarded it, I was like, fuck, I was blown away by the whole thing. Because usually when you see that kind of dedication for somebody at that age, they go into right. either well, that's they how, end like, up at CalArts or they end up at Spielberg, USC all those guys. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, they become a filmmaker. filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and then, yeah, they're, they're obsessed by it and they go and... Yeah, Spike they, Jones, any of those yeah. guys that have done movies and stuff like that. Uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Gondry, they've done... Short films when they, from nine years or whatever. Yeah, from yeah. nine years old, and it's all Editor. experimentation, and it goes back to that whole idea that are they that much more talented? What is talent? It's hard work. Usually, is most right. Of it. Yeah. And they've been doing it since, as opposed to I started doing it when I was twenty one. I was right, and then what do I get? And eight. then you're competing against somebody who's already done it, you know, for fifteen years. Yeah, like Tiger Woods. I yeah. mean, he's had his downtimes recently but he's on the comeback trail but he's he was playing golf since he was five yeah yeah so it's definitely the early start is uh has an upside to it that's interesting but i don't i just wanted to get that out because i would never remember to bring that up like down the road no no that's that's really cool because that especially for me because i'm in the film and tv and stuff so how would you how'd you look it up on uh, youtube it's on vice i just put i googled Two guys that did shot for shot remake and it came right up. I've oh, got it. Oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, or, and when uh, we get some Raider, we'll Raiders, get right? They did a remake of Raiders. Of yeah, Art. Raiders of Lost Ark. Yeah. So, so anyway, that uh, that whole thing with that H plus, I think it's definitely worth y'all checking out if you can stand watching. It feels like that much content, and then it's like <laughs> I got to set through credits. It's like yeah, it gets to be a little bit of a beating. Is it? So I might just. Well, muscle cut it. Do a do a super cut up at work. Drop box it, it to me. Just send it to you. I'll, I'll just post it to, me, to you too. <laughs> that, that's my one complaint with uh, HBO's The Pacific is the freaking intro to that. It's long. It is so freaking long. It's like two minutes and forty five seconds yeah. from beginning to end. I just I finally got it timed down. I just every time I'd fast forward, fast forward on the counter, I got about to about two thirty or whatever. All those chalk drawings and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, and we and we we uh, cut that stuff down. I mean, I don't need two and a half, two and three quarter minutes. Of the same that. thing. The same thing with True Blood is it's about a good. Two minute. Well, now that's and become I, and such a thing. And I, I fast the dramatic, forward. Well done opening and yeah. yeah and when I start I fat, when we, great, we play every episode, when we play every episode of True Blood because uh, Nikki and I are watching it now, is that at least thank God we're getting it on DVD and not Amazon Prime because you can't see your fast forwarding, you can't see anything mm. oh, uh, on DVD. I just put it on like. 32 times fast forward and as soon as I see that chick getting dunked in the river and coming up I hope stop yeah. <laughs> play <laughs> it's like god but that yes. whole opening you know and, and this one thing going back to the wire that I thought that they did it's unique because a lot of it, um, Walking Dead does this where it's the same intro song yeah. but they'll kind of change up like 50% of the visuals from season to season. Yeah, like Walking Dead does that. What I yeah. thought was cool about The Wire is they, they have the same song, but it's it's redone by a different artist every season. Oh, wow. um, their intro is completely fresh with all new footage from that season. That's a lot of time and expense to put in just to your two-minute opening piece, but it, it made the less bothering, you know what I mean, to see that 
because I hate one of the things I hate is having oh, I don't fuck with the VCR. Because normally what I'll do like the wire they do five minutes did you, did and then say, it goes to. Did you say VCR? Yeah, <laughs> he or, did. He actually did say VCR. The, you know, fast forwarding. You, you can you can tell, tell anything you got to fast forward is, to me. It's right, a fucking it's VCR. A, it's a VCR. It'll always be a VCR. I, I, I put some MP3s on my Walkman <laughs> and I'll turn on the record player. And so I, I, yeah, I'll, what I'll records. do with the wire is I'll let that first three, four, five minutes roll, and then when the intro comes on, I like go get a drink of water or something. Yeah, because I know because it, it's. Oh fuck! Where's the remote? Oh, there's the remote. Okay, now I gotta fast forward. Yeah. Oh damn! I went too fast. Went too slow. It didn't click right or whatever. I just hate that whole process. So normally I'll just get up and go do something for a couple minutes, come back, and then it's 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 done. But I did think that that was a lot of time and energy and effort. It's a different genre, the song, but it's the same lyric, same song, different artists, different genre. Like one, it's a blue one season. It's a blue song. In other words, kind of techno dancey kind of thing. And, um, they have one little graphic that's similar, but all the other is that footage from that season, except right. for there's a rock that gets thrown, hits a security camera, it breaks and falls to the ground. That's the only thing that they keep season to season. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like me playing Portal or Portal 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have the security cameras. I'm always like, Boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the, um, uh, so on that H+, plus, uh, two new episodes were released every week on Wednesdays, until, and they did a weekly um, until season finale of January 16th, 2013. I was like, and then a second season is in production, like we talked about. It's like, maybe it's not. No, <laughs> unless, I don't think unless, there they're, is. unless they're planning on trying to make it like, like a, like a hour series to where they can really dig into it and put it on sci-fi or something like that. I don't see it going anywhere. Yeah. I thought it was the few episodes I'd Well, it does have my, like, I was about to say, IMDb is pretty good about if something is not officially canceled, leaving the dash mark, yeah, and it says 2011 dash, yeah, and I saw I saw that on there too. I, I looked at a couple of different places, and it said it's still in production. So I'm like, man, is it caught in production hell? Or because I mean, looking at the views for the time frame, it had some pretty good views. So, but I don't know, you know, only the bean counters know. Okay, is this viable? You counters of beans, yeah. Um, I was subscribed to it, so I'll check it out. But it yeah. seems like 10 minutes would be like a cool right. snippet. Yeah. Vice tries to keep all their news, video news stuff, to like right at that 10, 11. And so like a really nice chunk of time. Yeah, yeah and it see, to me, that's, that's sort of the sweet spot is that, um, as I've said in previous podcasts, I like stuff that's around 24-minute mark. But yeah, like 10 minutes, that's perfect. It's like, okay, I need a little downtime from what I'm doing it. On work, well, or you can watch two or three of them in a row too. Yeah, and you can just you could you could just binge them if you want. But man, one of the episodes the of the four or five I watched last night, it was like three and a half minutes. I was like, man, didn't I just watch a commercial? <laughs> it's like, come on, it's like, man, what yeah, is the fuck that? How did you value that? <laughs> um, uh, the other thing that I was looking at on a site called Quartz QZ dot com, um, Google, it's very Fahrenheit four fifty one. Google could turn your home walls into screens and this sort of harkens back to what we was talking about ron was like man i want to step into the holodeck <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. and uh it's uh, what it is it's talking about that google they have companies like that they have a billion patents a lot of them never turning into anything unless somebody invents something and then they sue <laughs> right yeah. um, money maker uh but um they was uh, they was talking about how the writers of the Back to the Future Part Two in '89 got many of the predictions 
about life in 2015 right, not the clothes they were wearing. Yeah, but, no, I've but, seen that article. Uh, mm-hmm. Have tablets and video calling, and we're getting Nike Air Mag with power laces. Uh, no hoverboards yet. Uh, Damn it. But they was talking about turning uh, a window sh- a shade in the movie into a screen, but Google has made a patent recently to where it, it is a certain type of paint that is put on the wall, and it, from your smartphone device or your Android device or your TV set, it can pipe it like a smart OLED screen or something onto your wall. And it's like the paint is is like a sort of a a digital viewing device to where it has a, a like a Kindle or something like that, but it's all in color. And paint. it's a, a photoreactive paint, basically. Mm. And, and there's uh, nothing projecting onto it. It's the it would it would emit a beam of light or a laser that would produce uh, call a theme. Uh, once the light or laser hits the wall, the photoreactive paint would change from being watercolor to to something similar to a computer wallpaper or screensaver. Uh, the photoreactive wall would work like e-ink, which I was talking about, um, meaning that the image would stay on the wall until a new image is projected. So maybe it's more like initially like, like something that could... Static delete. images, like paintings? Yeah, like mm-hmm. static, but the step between, because all film and video is just a series of static sure, images. Right. There's no motion, it's illusion of motion. Exactly. So... The step between a screensaver image and a frame rate that you know you get up to like twelve frames a second. That's twelve to sixteen frames a second. That's passable for viewing stuff. Twenty-four frames is sort of the sweet spot. Back in the early days of film, uh, the projection rates varied between twenty-two frames a second to twenty-six. They sort of split the difference. That's where 24, 24, frame, 24, 25 in Europe and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not really, 24 is not optimal. It was tech, the tech, most technically feasible, easy feasible, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where, that was sort of the switching point to where you didn't perceive individual frames. Right. That, that, that persistence of vision that it carried it over. It looked like an animated GIF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> so, uh, and so the, uh, it would be able to project images enough to support videos. Uh, and, and there's, of course the article said there's no guarantee that they will use this, but it made me think of in Fahrenheit 451, when they was talking about the whole bread and circuses of, of keeping the, the masses quelled and entertained, consume, consume is that, you know, they were projecting these shows onto whole walls they were talking about in the book so I thought that was that, that's the first thing I thought of on that and I, was, I thought that was sort of interesting so it makes sense it's only a matter of time all these those new tech they just announced I can't remember the new technology that's basically there's a technology that's really cheap longer lasting and everything that's going to um, supersede the OLE stuff um, I think the first commercial TV is like being manufactured like right now with it. I can't remember the name of the technology, but it's going to reinvent the wheel basically on this right. stuff. Right. And it, it, they were talking about that it could be cheap enough where you could just do your whole wall. Yeah. For not that much, you'd have uh, your entire wall. And it, see, that, that, <laughs> that, that goes to that, that patent is that you see people starting to compete, a big player starting to compete 
for um, and we talked about that with Tesla and Edison and all these guys is that none of these guys that came up with these ideas or stole these ideas they were not just born into greatness by themselves there were a lot of people competing for the similar ideas at the same time it's just whoever got to or stole it and then said they stole it stole it pretty much almost all of them stole it and and the same thing goes with um i think with all it ties back what we was talking about to uh with whether or not uh uh vr ever takes off or whether or not um, I thought we came to the conclusion it's not. I'm well, sure and it's we, and it's funny I'm and, kidding you. <laughs> and it's and it's funny that uh, um, uh, I can't remember that I'll have to look it up the the name of the uh, there's a, a major player in eyewear Lexington, uh, not Louis Vuitton Luxembourg. That's, bad. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, it, it's this major player has Louis Vuitton. Uh, no, it's um, <laughs> they they're a major player in eyeglasses. And they have taken up work with uh, the Google Glass because uh, it went beta. Google had went beta with it. They went the wrong direction with it because they wanted to make it a recording device versus uh, an enhanced uh, uh, an environment ha- enhancement device where you can see uh, tips and ads, sort of like uh, Google Maps or something like that. Uh, they are going to be incorporating it into their line of eyewear. And I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. This this eyeglass maker, they are like the global leader in this. Well, there's only like three actual eyewear makers left. They're, that's how consolidated yeah. the business is. Except well, for some of the small startups that are being yeah. experiment, doing experimental stuff. Yeah, but stuff. this yeah. is one of the, like Brian said, the major players left, and they are actively taking up, trying to incorporate it into their, their eyewear to where it's inconspicuous. It's, uh, you know, the longer we, the more time goes on, the smaller. Foster grants. Foster Grants, <laughs> canoe, canoe. <laughs> well, it, like if you walk into an eyewear place now and you, oh, look at there's 50 different makes. They're all owned by the same people. Yeah, it's yeah. all there's the only. What's the one that they do it online? Um, they've become pretty famous here. They like make fairly high quality eyewear for like 80 bucks. Yeah, um, they're the only one that's really independent at all anymore. And there's three big companies that own the entire industry, essentially. Well, there's a um, there's an eyeglass company in my hometown, old hometown of Roanoke, Virginia, that uh, is, a, is a doing advanced uh, technology eyewear. And I looked into it a few years ago. Thought about because my optometrist who sells eyewear, of course, too. There's big money in that. Um, was doing uh, was was looking into these and talking about carrying them. And he may now carry them. But it was an eyeglass where it would change the prescription on the fly. It would reconfigure the uh, the the lens would reconfigure. If you wanted reading glasses, you could touch it on the side, and it would change to a reading glass. Or you could you know, swipe the side of it, and it would change then to, like, if you are nearsighted and wanted focus for faraway vision, it would it would change to that. So it was kind of it was kind of a cool it's a cool concept. I don't know how successful they are at it uh, or what, but. Uh, and I know they're really super expensive. It's like you know, thousand bucks for a lens uh, of those things. But you know, still, it's it's a it's kind of the future of of eyewear. Oh, the uh, the co- the company is Luxottica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, and they said that there's they're going to have new products coming uh, within within a year. So that it, it's like okay. Is it is it t- did Google 
say, okay, maybe we have the the tech idea, but we don't have the ability or the vision to make it that it's a consumer space item like Apple. It's been very successful with consumer space items. So they're going to like, okay, who are the guys, who are these cats that make this stuff? What would they do? How would they design it? What, How would they incorporate Google should it? get out of the Hard, hardware game. <laughs> anything, selling anything. Just do what they do. Now, if they want to become developers, like, what's the... Um, I think they should create high, high uh, sort of high ideas... High topic ideas, but then farm it out. What's the name of the company that they used to do these? We don't make the products that you use. We make the products that you use better. And that's all they did was like pure. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I know. I know you're talking about. Um, um, Dunder Mifflin. Dunder, yeah. Dunder Mifflin. Hold on. So what they would do is they would do research and come up with an idea, a concept, and perfect it. But they they were not makers of shit. And then they would go find a company and say, hey... Do you, would you want to license this from us and make it? And that's how they made their money. Empower um, was the name of these glasses. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was, uh, I think the company was Pixel Optics out of Roanoke, Virginia. Which is a pretty awesome name. <laughs> Pixel Optics. Pixel Optics. We make Minecraft. Hey, the dude had a good first name, too. His wrong name is Ron Blum. Sounds like an asshole. <laughs> At least the first half of his name does. Yeah. Ron's like, Ron's like, hey. Electronic <laughs> eyeglasses. I think you're right. Wait. What? BASF. Oh, yeah. Was the name of that company. They're the chemical maker, right? Um, the oh. largest chemical producer in the world and headquartered in Ludwigshafen, Germany. <laughs> that'll, that'll be weed for with Dr. It, Sanjay Gupta. <laughs> BASF originally stood for. We make weed. Badashi Allen und Soda Fabrik. We are pronounced aspirin. Yeah, but anyway, they we create chemistry, so they invent new materials and do all this stuff. But they don't go make shit. No, they're just they're they're. Google should do that and get out of the holders. We're really smart and we can do anything because no, you can't. No company can do everything. No, and I I think they um, just like anything is that. they used to be the small, nimble company, and they haven't been that for a yeah, long time. Yeah, go come up with a kick-ass idea and go give it to the small, nimble company and say, hey, run with this. In put exchange it, for 30% of your stock, we'll give you this idea. Yeah, put it in an incubator somewhere yeah. and let them run. Let them run with it. I, I, t- uh, I totally agree. <laughs> Sorry, that was all of speaking. <laughs> oh, pixel, pixel optics went belly up. They couldn't perfect the... Is there an, couldn't perfect it? Had to I be. almost said a minute ago. I bet they're out of business because <laughs> yeah, it they, sounds like an incredibly difficult thing to develop. Yeah, and they just it was design problems, and you know, they to do somebody's prescription, they'd do it three or four times and couldn't get it right. Yeah. If they didn't release it, they had to be sent back for repairs. And, <sighs> yeah, it's what a, what a nightmare. Well, it's too bad you didn't buy some. I know I could have been out thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the shit you'd hang on the wall to look cool. Yeah. Son of a bitch. And I, think the only, I think the initial design they had for him was like the little round John Lynn style glasses, you know. Oh. Eww. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's terrible. Well, oh, we're we're right over an hour. We need to shut her down. And um, Ron and I are going to go see the Toadies and drink some beer. Toadies. Down, 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 down. Possum Kingdom. Oh, yeah. It's getting close to four, right? Down, 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 down. 
So we'll see you guys on the boathouse next week. We'll <laughs> hopefully you finish the Pacific. I'm going to finish the Wire. I'm going to research Dominique. I'm gonna, we're going to watch some more of the Fall, and I think I'm going to start because uh, my buddy Scott said also that uh, Daredevil is awesome. He's, it is good. I'm telling you. And they just it. got. Uh, I almost mentioned that earlier when we were talking about the X Men, but it just uh, this week got re up for season two because it has been downloaded like a motherfucker. Yeah. And it's getting rave reviews and fan reviews. Yeah, he said it's one of the best superhero. Yeah, oh, it is. No, it is. It's great. And tonight uh, we're going to watch season three, episode two of Orphan Black. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet because the Vikings is just finished up. I've got to watch that. You see season one, uh, episode one, season three. Yes, for free. Oh, because I recorded it. Yeah, (laughs) for. Orphan Black? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I don't have cable, so I'll just buy it. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. So um, so I haven't bought that yet. Sucker. Um, sucker. He's not paying I say, $100 a soon, month for cable. And, and, yeah. as, and as soon as I said sucker, I was like, who's uh, the sucker? Sucker. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but I, I've got Vikings in the can. Game of Thrones is currently on season three. Um, and it started off pretty strong. So I've got to clean up my – I mean, get done with The Wire, which I've been really focusing in on. And then I'll buy Orphan Black. It'll probably be three, four episodes in anyway. You've and that's got, the way I like to watch it anyway. Just to watch a bunch of them. You've got can. Vikings in the can. Is that mm-hmm. a Brazzers title? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reality yeah. Kings? What yeah. Is? yeah. Well, interesting, Paul. Let's see how many porn companies you can name off. <laughs> Paul can name probably 100. <laughs> Playboy. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Jugs Magazine. I remember seeing that one as a kid. And I think it had two Gs in it. As, as you just, uh, you can name only Gonzo porn. You can name <laughs> off all those companies. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> what happened? Another uh, uh, another plug for Orphan Black. Anybody out there that has uh, not not been watching it, go back. If you haven't seen it, we're on season threes and threes now. There, I think we're two episodes in. It is amazing. I uh, highly, highly recommend it. I'm just watching the season three, and they do a little sequence there with with all the clones. Together in a scene, you know, talking them. about the opening, and uh, it's just amazing to watch that it's just one actress, um, Tatiana, uh, Tatiana Mate, Mosley, uh, or whatever, Mazzolani, Molotov, uh, Molotov, <laughs> yeah. she is just incredible. I was like, this the scene of like, and then you f- totally forget it's again, seamless, it's seamless, it's, she acts like different individual personalities, yeah. she looks different, <laughs> and it's like her mannerisms are all different, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. The uh, I, I watched an interview. It was a like, group interview with all those um, the stars, and um, they had the guy that you know, Her brother. You, I, yeah. Well, no. The, I don't want to. This is a pretty big spoiler, but the person, the character that oh, they found the, out is the, the other guy clone, clone. Yeah. and he was essentially saying Ingrid in that inter- interview, they were like, "How? Did, when did you know?" And he's like, "The I didn't know that that was. I just thought it was playing this part. I didn't know that." They he had didn't this, know that he was a, a clone, right? And so they showed me that script, and we started shooting. And they're like, hey, what do you feel any pressure on this? And he's like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's now like this is what this show is about. You know, if I can't deliver all these different characters, <laughs> right. you know, season, as well as she does. Yeah, season amazing. three is going to blow up. But he said, I, you know, it's they've got a really good cast around me, and um, you know, and and I've seen a couple with Tatiana and how she talks about how. And this is something that I, when I go back and rewatch, and definitely think about this when you go back and rewatch, she says that she says it's not as difficult to do to stay in character because the actors around you react to you differently based on who you're playing. Yeah. So she said it when it I can get into a, yeah. a rhythm and a vibe because they're you know the the guy the the 
her brother that came up with like reacts differently. He acts differently towards the different characters. Right. And she said, he's so good at d- being a different person to each one. Each time I'm dressed differently, it's still me. He, that his acting it plays a big part in how right. I'm able what, to deliver in those other, scenes yeah. because then I don't feel like I'm constantly having to drag them back to, no, no, no I remember I'm the other one. Yeah. You know, so she said that she was, and obviously a lot of that is her, like, you know, not trying to be full of herself too, but that's what I want to watch when I go back and rewatch this at some point is like how the different characters react to mm, right. her differently in those scenes based on whichever character she's doing. Cause it's not something I even thought about until she said that. And I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. It's, it's gotta be difficult for them too, because it's not like they're playing to the same person. Well, and that it's it's one of those subtle things that people don't think about, and and then of course when somebody says it, it's like, well, of course that that it helps that whole subterfuge of like, right. oh, it's like, man, this suspension is like spooky. That's yes, yeah, suspension of disbelief, and the. Um, I like when subterfuge she, better. And, and, and when... And How about when centrifuge? She, <laughs> she's spinning around. Yeah. Spin we are my sea stress. <laughs> Where are they? Uh, the, the whole... When she's playing, pretending to be one of her other sisters. That is what is mind-boggling. And, and, and you can tell that she is... When, almost that sister, it's the but other she's one, pretending to be. And it's, I know, she's, it's, just, it's just not it's, her just being that. It's she's leaking pretending. through. The person that she actually is keeps leaking through. Right, right, yeah. Just and that's ever so genius. subtly, yeah. yeah. And you're like, <laughs> it's like she's pretending. Let's let's say if she's pretending to be Rachel or something, and she from Friends, yeah. And it's like no, yeah. the the head of uh, the head yeah, of, yeah. I was like, whatever it is. Like, are you my sister? <laughs> and uh, because what her sister, just Russian shit. Really, I love her. Or Ukrainian, yeah. you yeah. should say. Yeah, they haven't been absorbed yet, Putin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, that she was—that's what they should send. <laughs> Elena isn't it's Elena's Hel- name Helena Helena Elena whichever Helena. they should send her after from, Putin Elaine from because that dude would get got yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'll forget yeah. about your ballerina girlfriend Vladimir Putin <laughs> yeah <laughs> when she goes what I was going to tell you before you started watching it when she walks into the hospital and that's her only uh, words in that and she's like all fucked up and she's like my sister shot me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, she after, falls down to the ground. After, because after, you, you had alluded to, the, she says something, yeah. you didn't spoil it, and then I watched it, like, I think a day later, yeah. and I was like, there it is. <laughs> sister. <laughs> uh, that's a great series. Oh, dude, it's awesome. Yeah, so everybody go check out Orphan Black. No, I'm glad. I, so I, I wouldn't have if I that wouldn't have been cycling in my head that you had told me two or three times to go watch it. I probably still hadn't wouldn't have watched. Yeah, that. and so uh, new season three has just started. It's, it's all, starting season, off, off awesome. Yeah, season uh, two BBC just, America just uh, just aired, and it is one of the best. I, I would say hands down one of the best shows I've watched in a long time. Yeah, no, it's enthralling, and that's what. Okay, so. When I watch Orphan Black, I'm so absorbed in that show and that type of show and that really sucks you in. And that's like where Mad Men and Breaking Bad don't do that for me. Like, the, yeah. like it's not like they're not good shows. Right, right. They're good. But I'm not like blown away by what they're getting accomplished on the screen, yeah. if that makes sense. And, and that's for me, that uh, sort of falls into like with the sci fi type of genre that Orphan Black is, that it is a hyper real type of world. Right. And the same thing goes back to that H plus is that it's this, it's our world. And 
that type of thing. It's very current day settings, but something else has happened yeah. or is happening behind the scenes. So, yeah, with Breaking Bad, that could happen everywhere. With Mad Men, that was a genre piece. And I love the first our first season of Mad Men. I was, really, I was like, oh, this is a cool vibe, all this stuff about it. And then that stuff kind of faded on me on season two and season three. I'm stuck on episode two or three or something like that. Right. All right. Let's go toadies. All right. right. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com. On Twitter at BingeWatchPC and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast.